self-serving persuasive talkers of everything and nothing we We are are conversation Conversation con artists what's going on people it's your boy mr on point and i am delivered i don't like men's no more (laughs) also known as calamity red (laughs) we'll get into andrew young andrew i'm delivered you can find me on Instagram and Twitter at Mr. M-I-S-T-E-R underscore on point. And I can be found at red underscore calamity. Also, we are still doing the listening letter portion of the show. So if you have a question you would like for us to answer on the show, you can send it into our Gmail account, which is conversationconartist at gmail.com. Um, or you can find us on Facebook, Conversation Con Artists, and send us uh, a message that way. But of course, we're going to start with the poetry. Now, I want to I wanna, I wanna give some uh, some some information about the podcast you know we ain't talked about podcast a lot we jump right into it okay yes so we named this show conversation con artists because we are both mental health therapists mm-hmm. and we use our language pretty intentionally and sometimes in our profession we use the language we need to use in order to help clients see perspective so in a in a, in a sense we're like conning the dialogue, conning the conversation. That's kind of yes. where we get that from, like by trade, I guess. So we mm-hmm. just carry that over to what we're doing here. Um, Reds is supposed to be bringing some ratchetry <laughs> and ratchetness <laughs> to the show, probably with a little over overlay of, of politics every now and then, social justice. I'm bringing the social justice and the politics with every now and then a little overlay of some ratchetness, you know, or whatever I just want to talk about, you yes. know. Uh, also the poetry is our poetry like we are reading things that we wrote yes you know probably within the last 15 years yes but we span, wrote it. <laughs> you know but we we write it all yes and so i uh, just wanted to give like a little overview for new people for new people yeah. listening that you know may just be getting into the podcast we are getting some new listens some new listeners so for everybody that is sharing the podcast thank you very much um to the new listeners welcome to the shit show <laughs> welcome to the ridiculousness send us a letter yes send us a letter 100 percent. hey okay next week next week we get letters between now and next week yes whoever sends letters i will send you something if you send a letter i'm gonna send you something i can't tell you what it is but it will be something that is cool <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I got several things. Last time I yes. sent cookies. Yeah, you did send cookies. But I feel like they probably were melted by the time he got them. You know what I'm saying? Did he get the chocolate kind? What kind of cookies did he get? Like it depends on the cookie. If he's like, actually, I know exactly what I'm gonna send. If he get shortbread cookies, I have a uh, I have a Marvel hip hop covers variant, and it book. is fucking amazing yes yes i have it's so amazing i is new in the new in the package yes i have a marvel hip-hop variant covers of of anybody who sends a letter for us to read next week i will send you that book yes um and it's random amazing. select random select we're gonna put names in a hat we'll pull one out and i will send you that book and it's amazing it's like the Marvel Heroes is rap. Yeah, you know that what like all the, like the cl- old covers, classic yeah. rap albums yep. have been like re redrawn to have Marvel characters in them. Yes. Like the Carter Three, if you remember that cover it had Lil Wayne on the front. 
um, graduating is Spider-Man instead of Lil Wayne. So it's like a ton of hip hop albums. That, that'll be what it is. Yeah. And it's fucking amazing. So, yeah. Um, anyway, um, I think new I listeners, first. old listeners, send us letters. Yes. Um, I would really like to do a whole show about letters next week. If we could, we would have to get quite a few letters. So that That's means everybody listening. Send need some to letters. Send something in. And it don't matter what it is. It could be a letter be about a personal, personal issue. Yeah. It, could be, it could be just something that happened that week that you want to talk about. If we can get your name on an email, conversationconartist at gmail.com. On Facebook, conversationconartist Facebook page. On either one of our Twitters, which you know we gave earlier. If we can get anything from y'all in any of those mediums, we will put your name in a hat on a list. And we'll pull to see who I'm going to send that to. And it's amazing. Um, I, I think I went first last week. Did I? Or no. Did I, I went first last week. Shit. Okay. We're about to read some poetry. <laughs> and Red is going to go first. Yay! That's wonderful. Uh, so last week... Uh, you read something that had uh, a lot of a lot about colors, so I said this week I was gonna read my poem that has to do with colors. Um, called Rainbow Life, which that was the best name. I'm I'm shit at naming Rainbow my Life. It, I just I'm not very good at the names because I write it, I don't name it. I write it and then I try to come up with something that has something to do with what I already wrote. And so Rainbow Life was the best that I could do. I'm shit at names, but. Yeah. <laughs> um, this life can be made of so many different shades of gray. And those clouds up above, well, she prays they won't stay, but she tried to push them away, but still they persist. Pouring down torrents of rain, they never cease and desist, and she's drowning. She never learned how to swim, never learned how to obtain happiness that wasn't connected to him. Who is him? It just depends on the time. You see, her history is filled with men who are the same kind, and it isn't their fault. See, the issue is her unconsciously seeking, unconsciously seeking out men who don't really deserve her essence. See, she sells it way below cost and she's done it so long. Her true value is lost. A penny for your thoughts and a nickel for your time. She's not a dime, but more like a precious jewel. But her clarity isn't right. And see, the good men aren't fooled. They seek priceless. They want a jewel that's not flawed. And so her discounted sales are not helping her at all. And so she falls for one bad man after another. Her rainbow isn't complete because it's missing the bright colors. And all she has is gray. And the clouds up above are determined to stay. And it's that way because she has too many scars. Whipped and beaten by life, see, she's been pushed too far. And she stands on the edge between today and the past, between the here and the now and the loves that didn't last. And it's sad. She's lost her grip on her life. She's lost her grip on her life, knocked down to the bottom by all the stress and the strife until one day she takes another view, looks deeper at herself. See, gray isn't her only hue. She has blue, too, on the days when she's sad and she's yellow with fear when she looks at her past. And her anger is a bright shade of red when people's actions don't match all the things that they've said. And she's green with envy at people who seem to have it together. And her outlook is bright white with hope that things will get better. And Violet, well, of course, she's a black queen. And she's orange on those days when she feels a little in between realization and confusion. The gray was simply an illusion. When hope was hidden by clouds, the rainbow is seen only when it's allowed to be viewed by eyes that can take a different view. Her gray days still persist, but they're only the temporary kind. And her sadness, she resists because she knows soon the sun will shine and her rainbow would not be complete without them. Okay, snap, 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 snap. <laughs> Did you know that there is like 
this the study of colors is an actual mm-hmm. thing like yeah they colors actually have emotional representation in the human mm-hmm. spectrum they do there's a lot of um and i don't it's at work but i have a book that i, I it's a um it's not a quiz it's a I will call it for quiz for the sake of lack of a better word, but that I give sometimes that will um, identify what color you most identify with. Sometimes I'll give it to uh, clients in the beginning and give it to them later to see if their color changes. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it's a whole study. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's interesting. It is. Okay. That was good. I like that. Um, the one I'm reading is called friend zone. It is, uh, this was not, this was not me in a particular moment with a particular person. I've been asked that before. <laughs> this this kind of just the way that I believe the friend zone exists, I think is encapsulated in this poem, but from the perspective of the person that is friend zoned. Okay. You know? I think I have a poem about that too. Yeah, it's called Maybe I'll do that next week. <laughs> it's called Friend Zone. Constantly trapped between content and desire, strongly longing for more to transpire, stranded in dire need to be relevant, but she seems to be fly- fire and her flames are my medicine, although an unprescribed regimen. I will walk through that inferno for her to see me as more, helplessly intrigued by her galore, indeed fascinated by her silhouette, her contour, unfortunately plagued with her seeing me as only regular, nothing more, receiving me as just a friend. Treating my presence as a gust of wind when I want to have F5 intensity. I want her feelings for me to be of significant propensity where she can love me immensely. I want to be at the front lines of her heart to stand guard, something like her emotional vanguard. She needs me but doesn't even know it. And many wonder why I even stay alone for the ride, but they don't know the feeling I have when she's standing by my side. But then again, neither does she. Or maybe she does, but her, she feels it inconveniently. So maybe it's something that she avoids. See, there's something is. See, there's something, see, there's a funny thing about love when it's half, I can't get this line out. (laughs) See, there's a funny thing about love when half is unemployed, it's unrequited, like traveling down a one-way uninvited, but I long for some day that she looks to me excited, and honestly, I know she may never be with me, but I want to be with her so vehemently that I'll settle for just being a part of her background, her scenery. And that's until she sees me and indeed proceeds with me. And I know this notion and P's reasoning, but here I am waiting. There it is. Snap, snap. Snap, 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 snap. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's an accurate depiction from the perspective of the person friend zoned. Because, you know, when people talk about the friend zone, like the, the friend zone has really kind of been diminished from the women's perspective in a way that a lot of them communicated to just dudes that they've turned down. Mm hmm. That I don't think that's the friend zone. I think the friend zone is a dynamic where a man wants to be with a woman. The woman know the man wants to be with her. Mm-hmm. She knows that she's never going to be with him, but she still allows him to live on and hang on to that dream. Yeah, and hang on to that concept, which is rude as fuck. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like just turning somebody down and never being connected to him no more, or not letting them be in that constant state of euphoric desire. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. That's what I so that's how I look at the friend zone, you know. So All right. Well, anyway. We got we got letters. We got letters. We got letters. Uh 
Like clockwork, my boy Colin throwing us some input. Okay. And this goes to the nerd letter. So Rockman 3K3, this uh, part of this is directed towards you. Um, man, that nerd letter is real. What Red said about balance is true as well, especially as someone who grew up as and still identifies myself as a nerd or even a geek. Self-reflection and introspection is important. However, some women just won't want you. It won't matter. And that's balance too. Yeah. Be okay and remain balanced even in the face of denial or rejection. Kind regards, Colin. Colin. Yes. Very accurate. Everybody is. I mean, and that, and that that's a, you know, I don't do we I don't think I talked about it last week. Um you know, there are there have been cases of people getting killed simply by reject and like it doesn't even in the nicest of way. Oh, that's what it was. It was the shooting. One of the the people that got shot in this last shooting in Texas, yeah, he girl. shot the girl because she turned him down. Like the last time she did embarrass him, but like she had been like telling him, No, I'm good, I'm not interested. And so sometimes it don't matter who you are. Like that person just may not be interested. And that that is balance. You're just gonna have to accept that. It's it may not be, you know, anything that is inherently wrong with you. It just you may not just be a good fit for that person. And that happens too. Yeah. You have to be able to accept that and some people are incapable for whatever reason, be it toxic masculinity, be it pride, um, whatever. They just aren't able to do that. So thanks, Colin. All right. Cole Jacks. Cole Jacks. Government name. name podcast. Y'all check out Government Name Podcast. These are these are our homies. We we hang out with them. We I mean, do. they help us out when we need help moving or doing anything. Yeah. You know, like, these guys are really cool. So, we 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 chill. What up, Red and On Point? <laughs> I can't talk like him. He has a very distinct. He does. Distinct, like. Hey, everybody. Voice. It's me, Cole Jackson. Okay, that's not. But that's how he sounds. He got a good interview voice. Like. He the, does. The questions that he was asking at the interview record like that the way recorded. that he framed them and the he got a good voice for that he does radio voice yeah enjoyed the last episode you guys brought up children's stories when you were talking about r kelly my questions to you guys are there any children's stories that are not fucked up i mean you two brought up hansel and gretel and the pop piper and this made me look some kid stories up and a lot of them <laughs> shits are horrible <laughs> yes humpty dumpty fucked up and damn near killed himself <laughs> Three blind mice speaks for itself. Three little pigs lost everything. Little Red Riding Hood was so dumb, she didn't know the difference between her grandmama and a wolf and almost got that ass ate. Even stories like Alice in Wonderland and Charlotte's Web is fucked up. Do you two have any children's stories that are not fucked up and we still learn a valuable lesson? Also, I raised my hand when you asked about watching porn on point. The black porn star who is suing Mo is Monster, is Mo the Monster, and the woman was Ryan Connor who was called who has called black co-stars the N-word before without consent, and nobody has ever done anything about it. My thing with the lawsuit is that the porn community is really not as big as it used to be. I'm sure he knows her history with the N-word and black co-stars. The way it goes in porn, the female talent or the company making the scene can choose what male talent is in the scene, but the male talent can decline for any reason, and that is that. I'm sure he knew her history. I really feel like he should have declined because of that history. I'm sure if he knew that she didn't, 
keep good hygiene, he would have declined the scene. <laughs> Maybe I should be on his side, but with the openness in porn community now and the community not being as big as it used to be, this might have been on him not to not do the scene. And yes, I do know too much about the inner workers of porn, Red, but guess what? I enjoy porn as much as I enjoy regular movies, so fuck it. Great what show is? as always. I'll see you on our annual food eating get together whenever that is. Okay, Cole Jackson. Well, he knew I was going to have some shit to say about how <laughs> in-depth you just went into this fucking porn situation. It's ridiculous. Listen, you got to be conscious if you watch porn how little you let people know that you know about porn. <laughs> you don't know who is going to look at you in disgust from the rest of your life. Now, I don't care who looks at me in disgust for the rest of my life. But if I'm talking to you about porn, I'm comfortable enough with you that I would hope that you wouldn't look at me in disgust from it because I've assessed that you might be someone safe for me to talk with porn about without being judged. But in the case that I'm wrong, I have to be aware. Cole Jackson knows this. They don't give a, y'all don't give a fuck. I, y'all enjoy making me uncomfortable with your porn talk. So fuck him. Of course. Of I don't course. know why this is so funny to y'all. I don't understand but anyway it's regular it's just regular to us <laughs> you just you in the background of, of normal talk for us but i'm always there <laughs> like it's not like i'm in the background and y'all forget i'm there like you know i'm there and y'all still choose to have these fucked up conversations when i'm around that's why we need to get some more women in this group we got going on Find some i can't women. be the only one no it's not I Find some women <laughs> keep them away from shogun okay <laughs> Poor Shogun. <laughs> no, no, no. Wealthy Shogun. Rich Shogun. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Um, so what can you think of off the top of your head? Because we didn't read this beforehand. Any children's stories that... Alexander and the No Good, Terrible, Awful, Very Bad Day. It. Uh, what the hell is that? That's it, long as shit. It is. You, they made a movie out of it. You ain't read that as a kid. Alexander woke up and shit just went wrong from the time he woke up. But it, it's it's a good story in that it just shows you sometimes you have bad days and he got he came home and like shit was okay. What's like, the name of that shit again? Alexander and the no good, the horrible, no good, terrible, very bad day. It's a bunch of a negative. <laughs> Hell no. Between I his name and bad day. I yeah. probably want to pick that book up because the title seems ridiculous. As a child, uh, that was read to me. Oh, in how school. old is that? It's a old like it I, this was when I was a kid. So any of the stories that I'm gonna say now are stories that I read as a kid. And I bought that book actually because I have a bunch of kids' books that I want to read to my kids, that being one of them. Um, I love you forever, I love you for always. As long as I'm living, my baby you'll be is another one. It's kind of sad because, like, the mom dies, but it's it's a good book. There's not any, like, fucked upness. She just cares for the child, and the child gets older, and then the child has to care for her because she, you know, she can't walk and shit because she get old. So that's another one. Paddington. Paddington was a good story, wasn't it? I don't know. I can't remember what happened in Paddington, but I want to say it was a it was an okay. There are, there are stories that don't have, like, these fucked up <laughs> lessons in them. Um... I don't know. I can't think of any other ones. I don't know. I I ain't watch or listen to a whole bunch of... I didn't have people reading to me when I was little. Uh, I did at school. Like, mom, listen, not in my house. <laughs> but I bought these books because I want to change that pattern in my family. I want to read to my kids. I want to start that. And so I have some books already. 
We had these, uh, I think it was from my daddy's drug dealing days. I think he had like a library in the house just because, you know, he had the money to buy a library. Like, why would you have a library but you never read nothing? But anyway, when we moved to our new house, like, we still had encyclopedias and stuff, mm-hmm. which encyclopedias are, I don't know. I know I remember doing book reports from encyclopedias. Mm-hmm. Yeah fucking utterly useless now yes do they even still you no they, they make don't. them they don't still i don't think they still they make shouldn't them. because it, the information changes so fast exactly. now it's just easy to google shit so exactly i don't even think they do but we had a set of encyclopedias but too. there's this whole set it's like i think from 1 to 26 of children's encyclopedia mm-hmm. and then every one of them it has like different children's stuff and i just remember going through those books mm-hmm. and i saw them in a thrift store and i Think that if I see them in the thrift store again, I'm gonna buy them just for my childhood sake. Yeah, but like they are, one of them had just full of fairy tales, and one of them full of like, ch- like it was a whole children's encyclopedia set. Yeah, it was really interesting. Aesop Fable is full of bullshit, like all of them fables, because in order to teach the lesson, like something horrific, like Henny Penny. <laughs> but um, you know, America, being the melting pot that it is, mm-hmm. was only like was founded by other cultures so their fairy tales are what we we listen to like german shit is all in our system yeah well he said children's stuff like because like alexander and the no is not a fairy tale that is like just a little you know what i'm saying like i can't think of any fairy tales that don't have no fucked up shit in them but like just children's stories the, the, the stories that i named are simply children's stories they're not fairy tales because fairy tales all of the one i don't think we have any like american-born fairy tales like alexander and Oklahoma everything was stolen yeah now these stories i'm talking about were written oh, by american authors Paddington, those were written by america but like fairy tales that we have were brought from somewhere else and i don't think we have any american fairy tales so yeah they all got fucked up shit you know, <laughs> but that's always been my criticism about like disney movies mm-hmm. disney movies is literally an hour and 26 minutes of fucked up shit and five minutes of resolution. Yes. Like, ain't nothing but happening is bullshit in those movies, but, you know, I think it just speaks to the core of the human experience. I mean, we're all going to have fucked up times and experiences. But that's why I like Alexander and the, uh, his bad day. Because he, it's, re- it's realistic in that, like, it was kid shit that happened to him. Like, he dropped his tray at school. He woke up and um, he, he couldn't find what he wanted to wear to school. Like, it was just a bunch of, like, kid shit that went wrong. I like, wish the, the whole worst thing in my day. life was I dropped my plate on the floor. Kid shit. <laughs> <laughs> you become an adult and the worst thing that happened is your car got repoed. Like, <laughs> it's like serious That might shit. not even be the worst. <laughs> worst might be the IRS done came after your bank account. <laughs> true. Or child support, which Very happened true. to my cousin. Oh yeah, turned out to have been a mistake. So they gave him his money back. But in the meantime, you still fucked up. I hate when that happens. Yeah. Like the mistake don't fi- you still fucked up for however long it takes them to fix the mistake. Uh, but yeah, so that's why it wasn't. It was it, there was a resolution, but it wasn't an unrealistic resolution. He basically just his mom was just like, "You just gonna we gonna try again tomorrow" type of shit. It wasn't like Disney stories tie up shit in like this pretty little bow um and life ain't that way sometimes life is is messy now the only one that i feel like was still kind of like lion king was still like the ending was still <laughs> you know he still had lost his dad he still 
Like they couldn't fix that. His uncle still was an asshole. He murdered the uncle that murdered his daddy. Yeah, like, like that wasn't Simba like a pretty... got PTSD. Like he <laughs> he really shouldn't have been happy in Lion King one and a half. <laughs> no, no Lion King two. two Lion King two. one and a half was just like the that, whole movie from Pumbaa and Timon's yeah. perspective. But Lion King two, he should have been in like Lion Counseling. <laughs> I don't know. I guess Rafiki. I guess the baboons are wise, so they probably would do the counseling. Yeah. So yeah. he probably should have been in like monkey counseling. Rafiki's speaking in parables though. Like you gotta like, just say it. Make it plain. Nigga, I don't know what this means. That shit worked for him though. <laughs> it did. Like when he hit him upside the head with that stick. Um that's and he learned that's uh going over ethical boundaries. Like in <laughs> your clients. That shit that would not be appropriate for and a therapeutic a monkey, setting. A monkey hitting a line, wouldn't he have just gotten eaten? Like if you hit like Is a baboon a monkey or an ape? I think it's a whole different. Like I think monkey ape baboon. They're all simian, but I think they're their own little. Really? I think so. They're just all simian. I I'm think. Google that shit. Nigga, I don't know. I don't know about monkeys. <laughs> I think they're all individual like things. Entities. Baboons are old world monkeys. Okay. What? What does that even mean? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know, but. It the don't fuck? say ape. So All let's right. say monkeys. Okay. Either monkeys or you are correct in that it's something different than what regular monkeys are and apes. Anyway. Know. Anyhow. He would have got eight. They do therapy. I guess. They they they, they should have counseled some same thing for all the every Disney well, movie. If somebody had counseled Scar about his feelings of inferiority and him feeling some kind of way because he didn't get to be king, then the whole movie wouldn't have never happened. Scar was upset yeah, Scar from, from childhood. Yeah, like Scar would have needed counseling for. Because but I he, feel like I feel, I mean, look at Scar. <laughs> he looked like the brother that didn't, didn't get all the nutrients when he was little anyway. <laughs> he was thinner than Mufasa. His his fur one is nice. <laughs> Mufasa should have been able to fuck him up. Yeah. I feel like he just been rejected the whole time. Kind of yeah. like Prince William. But that's why he didn't come at him directly. That's why he had to set this elaborate. Cause he wasn't going to fight Mufasa. Mufasa took his ass out. He had to set up this elaborate thing where he get killed in a, uh, an antelope. In a, what is it called? Stampede. He had to get killed in a stampede. He wasn't going to be able to just fight that nigga face on. Like, it wasn't going to happen. He'd have got his ass handed to him. And you know what? Little Mermaid. <laughs> Ain't no way in hell she's supposed to go from fan to walking that easily. Like, she should have been to, like, some occupational uh, therapy. <laughs> you know how they got the treadmill when you, like, have a spine injury? Like, wh- how can she just know how to walk? They make that shit that seem easy. part of the magic, though. Like, she magically got feet instead of fins. Like, part of the magic probably just helped out with the walking, I guess. I don't know. I think because it was magic. Like, she ain't just lose a tail and had feet that <laughs> I feel like if the villain what was her name? Ursula. I feel like if Ursula was really a villain she would have she would have made her paralyzed. Gave her legs but you can't walk. Ursula figured out see you can't talk so I, you ain't gonna be able to communicate with this nigga so I, I'll win. Well she didn't. <laughs> she calculated wrong. <laughs> she did. <laughs> but all the villains always calculate wrong like the greatest of plans they they fuck up some kind of way and and the hero wins out it always happens that way 
happened with her she ha- like it again i feel like lion king is the only one with like scar got what he wanted he just didn't take into account simba growing up and coming back on that well he didn't even take he didn't take into account the hyenas weren't gonna do their job because they were supposed to kill simba too where it wasn't nobody to come challenge his shit and they fucked up so that's where he fucked up at but he's the only one who who actually got what he wanted and fucked it up but he got what he wanted so aladdin a story about privilege yeah and um jafar he was uh that was a whole i mean because aladdin was just poor as fuck yeah had a pet monkey snow white <laughs> and the seven dwarves jealousy yep like let her live you old anyway the stepmama was old bitch yeah. you ain't gonna be the beauty, most beautiful forever you aging happens and you white y'all don't age all that great sometimes pinocchio was the weirdest shit ever yeah like you this shit from 1940 like you can tell like yeah pinocchio was a weird story so the situation they created for their boys was they went around away to an island so they could smoke blunts (laughs) (laughs) you know what i'm saying like (laughs) that's what in the 1940s that's the worst that they kids could do yeah Run away and smoke. <laughs> Peter Pan weird. was a weird story. Peter Pan was definitely weird. You know, they, it's got there's alternate stories about Peter Pan. Yeah, like he was supposed to be like manipulative. Yeah, well, and yeah. you know, like kidnapping kids and shit for his own benefit. I think Peter Pan in that show. Um, dang, what's that show? It's a long-standing show about where the Dis- the Disney characters was in the real world. Oh fuck! It wasn't fairy tale. It wasn't fairy tale. It was. Um, oh, I know what you're talking about. Y'all, Once upon a time. Once upon a time. Peter Pan was a motherfucker in that yeah. in that series. He he was not somebody you wanted to come across. Anyway, we could keep going down. We could um, the line. I got a lot of problems with Disney movies. Yeah. We they're not going down the line. realistic but so for cult like there are children's stories that are good but the fairy tales all of them i can't think of no fairy tales that ain't fucked up but then you can find children's stories that that don't have like fucked up shit happening to the kids like i just can't think of something that has that great balance i mean i guess i don't have one that ain't fucked up didn't learn a valuable lesson, but I learned a shitload from uh, Goldilocks and the Three Bears. Like not going into Stranger House. Yes, don't go into Stranger House. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Uh, the All the shit being either too hot, too cold, or just right. Too big, too little, or just right. You know what I'm saying? Like respecting people's shit. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like none of that shit was made for you. Nope, it wasn't. She was too way Classic too comfortable. Story of white privilege. <laughs> <laughs> she way Superiority. too comfortable going into these folks shit just doing what she wanted to do but then but then why would you make some hot ass porridge and then leave who cooking and then just leave the house <laughs> why why well, do that but, and it was only the dad like the dads was hot but the moms was too cold and the babies was just right so the baby should have been able to, i should have just ate by the time we come back mom's gonna be even colder baby's gonna be cold dad gonna be the only one that may be able to eat his shit now. like what emergency happened like did they need sugar for their porridge no they left because they, they left to let it cool that's what they in the beginning but it he didn't was make like, sense Mama Bear, do we got some honey in the cabinet <laughs> 
<laughs> you mean to tell me we ain't got no damn honey for my damn hot porridge? I swear to God, this porridge better still be hot when we get back from this beehive over here getting this damn honey. You know bears, I can't eat my porridge without honey. Why would bears eat porridge? Where they get porridge? Why the fuck they got bears? <laughs> why they got a house? Who is this white girl that's lingering around the house? How she, where she sleep. from? She went to sleep in these people houses. Like, do everybody know. know where the bears live? That and she just <laughs> motherfucking balls out. You know what I'm saying? She just she was wandering. I forgot. I think she was just wandering in the woods and got sleeping. It was like, let me just go get this, into this shelter. That's obviously somebody's house. But and then it looked like a human's house. Like when she walked in, did she see like pictures of bears and shit on the wall? <laughs> and she was like, oh, fuck, this is a bear's house. And did she not know until she woke up and it was three big ass bears staring down at her ass? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Not looking like Winnie the Pooh, mind you. If I, if Winnie the Pooh walked up on me in the woods, Winnie I'd be like, Pooh. you Winnie weak. Pooh. Run me that honey. <laughs> Run me that honey, son. Really? You Yogi the bear, too. You going to rob Winnie Yes, his honey, Yogi the bear, and you gonna too. you going to take Yogi's picnic Yogi, basket. run me that hat and that tie. <laughs> run me that hat and that tie and that picnic basket. <laughs> Shut up, boo-boo. You know what I'm saying? Like, it'll have to be one of them bears from the, the Revenant. Oh shit! <laughs> that like, bear fucked him all the way I, up. I would shit and piss on myself immediately. Oh, my word. But I feel like I would I would leave that house if I saw them pictures on the wall too. Yeah, I, that the whole thing didn't make no fucking sense. I don't know. I'm sorry. Anyway, but I learned a lot of it. I learned a lot from that motherfucker. I learned about white privilege. <laughs> I learned about you know. I I found out what porridge was. I thought porridge. Was just another name for oatmeal. It's not. It's something different. It's something completely different. You know, I learned that in the world of Goldilocks, bears have a a hierarchical structure. You know, patriarchal. You know, daddy food hot, baby food regular, mama food cold. You know, I how was I just it never made sense. How was them leaving gonna solve her problem? Her shit was cold. Leaving only makes it colder. But, Maybe but, they got room temperature. But that's what I'm saying. That's is what happened in patriarchy. A woman is put on the bottom of the scale when it comes to a father and a son and then the mama. She's expected to take the shit end of everything <laughs> while they get at least regular regular to hot porridge and her shit get to be cold. That's, that's patriarchy. That's misogyny. I'd that's I'd sexism. I took his you gonna have to you we gonna have to share this porridge, uh, sir. To the dad, I ain't finna eat this cold shit. You knew my shit was cold when we left here. No, so no, you see, about to come up off of this? Now I'm gonna stick you for your porridge. You finna come up off of this? This warm. You know porridge. what equality looks like? <laughs> equality looks like mixing all them hoes together and repouring them in everybody bowl. That's what equality looked like. But no, I learned a lot from that shit. How did she know that they didn't? Bill Cod, like I, just, I see there wasn't no quaaludes in the porch. The porch, you was just going around eating shit that was set out for somebody. You don't know what the fuck is in here. She just eating. Oh, this too hot. Oh, this too cold. Oh, know, this good. Let me eat this another, whole bowl. Another thing, I don't imagine that none of this shit was human size. No, because you know they're bears. I imagine a, a, a papa bear, sp- a bear spoon should be the size of her head. <laughs> like. I feel like she would have had to pick up a damn spoon like it was a weight. Like, <laughs> damn, this ain't human shit. Maybe the baby bear shit would have been normal size, but bears. 
even baby bears are like big i don't and she was a little girl she wasn't even a grown woman goldilocks was supposed to be a little girl so even his shit would have been too big i feel like that shit just all of them stories like when you look at them from an adult perspective with with logic it's just like none of this shit don't make no fucking sense none of it stupid it's horrible yeah but and last thing we have is rock man 3k3 sent a poem that i i said we're gonna read this week and we're gonna read this week this is the poem that rock man sent it's called a love for tomorrow if I'm not me when I wake up, promise me you will always be you. Promise me you will always stay true to who you are and what you are. To me, you will always be you and I will always have this everlasting love for you. And as days grow colder and life becomes bolder, I know we will drift apart and say things that keep us at odds with one another. But in reality, I know we still have that love for each other. Even if we don't see eye to eye, even if you're not mine, I still wish you all the happiness in life without all the sorrow. I wish you love for tomorrow and all it borrows and shows. And I know for your love, I will continue to grow. And as we flourish separately or together, destiny will never find two better people to pass through with time, with love, with patience. And while I hate this, I know it's the truth that someday our lives will fall exactly into place like a finish line at the end of a race is preordained. To remain calm and collective, dedicated and focused is my ideal attitude at the moment. But I have faith in us and I always did. And I have love for you and I always will. Yet I must stay vigilant in my skills and gain more focus. But I know there is in us somewhere, someday. I know in another dimension, in another time, in another day, you stayed. Infinity seems possible, but it is quite the opposite. So I promise you will always be you. You will always stay true. You will always be happy, even if you are not with me. If I wake, I hope I don't change, but I adapt. Snap, snap. snap that is snap, rock snap. man. A love for tomorrow. Snap, snap, snap. That's cool, but it's sad though. It is sad. It's sad. It's if I wake. That's yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, what it channeled for me is I have watched Thirteen Reasons Why. Yeah, I just I season one and most of season two. I just could not watch that. It, it's just depressing. I just don't. I when I heard about what it was about, I just didn't want to watch that shit. So I have. I still haven't watched it, and I don't plan to because the fuck I deal with that don't, on a day to day basis. It. Don't watch it. This is just specifically for you. <laughs> it is an entertaining show, but like I said before, when we talked about it, entertainment value should not be mixed with critical societal issues that we haven't talked about yet. Yeah. So suicide that is not something that should be talked about that should be handled with the way that they're handling in these shows you know the show is entertaining but man and it's very triggering if you have had some kind of sexual assault if you have been bullied if you have interacted with with teenagers who who do substances and drink alcohol man it is triggering for you. It will be triggering for you. It is. It's just got a lot of issues that a lot of us might have experienced in childhood, you know, and just a lot of like cringy moments. Yeah, I won't be watching. But anyway, okay. don't watch it <laughs> or watch it. I don't care what you do. You're grown. You can do what you want to do. <laughs> Again, send us something, letters, something you saw that you want us to discuss. Write in if you want to get this Marvel hip hop book it is amazing it's really good you can send it into our gmail account which is conversation con artist at gmail.com or you can find us on facebook 
and send it in that way. Tweet it to us if you feel the need. Um, get it to us however you need to get it to us, and you will be put in the drawing for this marvelous Marvel hip hop book. Yep. Um, so <laughs> Andrew Caldwell, I don't know how y'all could not know who he is. He went viral a few years back with his video. He was at a church. He decided to share his testimony and he said, I am delivered. I, I don't, don't like mans no more. I don't want to carry a purse no more. And all of this bullshit, which very obviously this nigga is, is gay as fuck. Okay. But which there is nothing wrong with that. There is nothing as wrong with as that. you live in your truth. Exactly. Which is what I'm about to get into. <laughs> so here recently he posted a picture with a woman, both him and the woman look uncomfortable. She is supposedly his his girlfriend. Um, he refers to her as his sweet thing. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> I wish a man would. <laughs> oh Jesus! Anyway, I mean, if a man would do that, he is over fifty. <laughs> he he, is, he, he, yeah, but he, somebody his he's I think hey, he little sweet thing. <laughs> Come on over here, Papa dropped his hat. You want to pick that up for me? <laughs> Oh Jesus, that's so <laughs> creepy. Uh, yes, but uh, somebody you remember young? that episode of Fresh Prince with James Burns in it? Mm -mm. It was a, George Burns, the old, real old white man used to play God. Mm -mm. It was an episode where Will was in the hospital and his old man had a hat, and uh, he was uh, he showed Will Smith how to get the nurses to bend over, <laughs> so he throw his hat on the floor and they'll pick it up. By the end of the episode, it was sad because he died, but he left his hat. And like in the end, show Will Smith from throwing a hat down and doing what he did. So it's kind of sad, but I don't know. Let me think about the episode. But so here's the thing for anybody that's going, you know, you sexuality is is what it is. OK, I feel like people, especially here in the South in the Bible Belt, feel like if somebody is no longer acting on those urges, then they're no longer gay. That's not how that works. Sexuality has to do with your sexual preference. So just because you're not out here, you know, busting it open for dudes anymore does not mean that he's not gay anymore. Busting it wide open, I mind <laughs> you. Continue. <laughs> uh, like, I just, that doesn't mean shit. Like, it's the same thing. I'm probably going to gonna feel some kind of way. Dottie McClurklin, when Dottie McClurklin came out and said he wasn't gay anymore, and you just are not acting on your urges that does not make you not gay sir that just means that you're not acting on it that's all that is i had a manager who was gay mm -hmm. openly gay and i went into the office one day this one i was working at red lobster and he was like ah i can't stand gays <laughs> and i'm like i'm looking at him like okay what do you mean by that <laughs> you know because you know i know your boyfriend is at the bar <laughs> right now, <laughs> you know, and I think he he does not like because you can't tell women like he he kind of swole muscular like focus on his looks. Well, oh, I'm just yeah, saying yeah, yeah. like he's somebody that women he's not the stereotypical. Yeah, he's yeah. not. Women will women go for him all the time. Yeah. Even the girls at work who worked with him was like, ooh, Adam. You know what Stupid. I'm saying? <laughs> but he said he don't like the that flamboyant. Okay. He don't like, you know, anything flamboyant. Right? Like, I think from his perspective, it would be better in society if uh, people that were gay 
would just be regular. I think he think it's an act. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I I can't get into his thoughts, but like it was just it was just intriguing just to look from a gay person's perspective to have that that dynamic. And And I had a friend that was gay and he felt the same way. Like he didn't like like overly flamboyant, like he he hated that. Like he couldn't stand it. Oh, and he was a little he was more on the feminine side simply because like some of the stereotypes like he shopped and he was the one that was going to like decorate the house and that kind of thing but it, he wasn't like he wasn't like tv character tv gay character gay he wasn't like that and he kind of got annoyed by gay men that were that way um but andrew caldwell is still very much gay the picture they look uncomfortable as fuck like both of them look like Hurry up and take this picture so I can get away <laughs> His lips almost touching mine. That's how she looked. <laughs> yes, like they neither one of them look convincing in and he looking like, ooh, woman skin. <laughs> like, and he gonna put Cooties. my my woman curse with that whosoever findeth a wife findeth a good thing and obtaineth favor in the Lord. Are they married? No. He just it ain't nothing in there about a girlfriend, so I guess that's the closest he could come to. And, and you know, they don't. Well, he ain't got no favor with the Lord yet. <laughs> well, he say, I guess he feel like he on the road to that if he married her. And how much favor do you lose busting it wide open? Like, is it a point system? <laughs> like, I've always went, like, is heaven on a point system? Or is it just subjective on God? You know what I'm saying? Like. Is it a scale based on how difficult your life was? Like if you wealthy and you were afforded a situation to have an easier life, like is it harder for you to, I mean, they say it's harder for a rich man to to get into heaven. I don't know. (laughs) They say it's easy to, I think it's it's easier to squeeze a camel through the pen of a needle than it is for a rich man to get into heaven. I think that's scripture. I might be saying it wrong, but like it's supposed to be difficult for somebody wealthy to get into heaven. You know, so maybe there is a point system. I mean, maybe every time you bust it wide open, you lose a point. But maybe because you black and gay, your point system is a little bit higher than the point system of a white wealthy man. I don't know. I don't know. I was trying. So I, on the shape, there were I can't find any Seven now. Points. I guess I should have um, screen capped them because there were people, of course, that were religious that were like. He can be delivered from homosexuality. You know, y'all, the Lord can do anything and all of this. And I'm just like, so you you would date him? Like, I, I want to ask people that say shit like this. So, like, you would date him. You would date him fully believing that he has been delivered from homosexuality and you would be completely comfortable marrying and having children with Andrew Caldwell. Because that's the real test for me. You talking this Christian shit sounds great, but would you actually marry Andrew Caldwell or someone similar? It doesn't even have to be him. With the the complete faith that he is now a straight man. And if not, you full of shit. <laughs> like, at the point that you about to marry a woman, like, your meat got the wrong kind of mileage on it, brother. Even if you done came, if you even if you had from her perspective, you know what I'm saying? Like, your meat got the wrong kind of mileage, bro. <laughs> like, I'm not. I can't find any. Other that's a problem. Now, most people were like, "This is bullshit," but there were people that were like, "Oh, he's, 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 he
here's the thing there is a difference between a woman choosing to be with somebody that they know is bisexual um that they know has a, a preference for both men and women and then there's a complete difference between somebody who just like dudes but that is just suppressing it there's a difference there's a difference there there's a very you know i wouldn't date somebody bisexual but that's just my preference but there are women that don't mind dating men that are bisexual there's a difference between him openly being like hey you know i might take a glance at the nigga that walked by just as quick as i take a glance at that bitch that walked by with the fat ass as opposed to i only have eyes for you meanwhile he having to you know take a shower as soon as he get home because he just came from john's house down the street like there's a difference there so i just uh, andrew needs to just sit down i don't know if this is to continue his little 15 minutes of fame because uh, he then went back and forth he had the whole i'm delivered then he was talking about how he was sleeping with these celebrities then he wasn't gay again um now he got this girlfriend it's just uh, i feel like he's trying to stretch out his little bit of time he released the album he did it was called what was it called <laughs> i don't know <laughs> it was the dumbest shit ever oh yeah i can't remember who are me is. to judge who are me <laughs> <laughs> who are me to judge like are you are you using english wrong on purpose you know that ain't that's not english what are you doing <laughs> who, who are, are me? me to judge i don't even want to tell nobody i was listening to the album just for the name alone because i sound stupid saying it um damn i can't find any other crazy comments but there were people that were like, you don't know what the Lord did. Um, but yeah, now listen, I have said this before. <laughs> when I was younger, <laughs> I wouldn't do this now. But when I was younger, I said, I would be a beard for somebody. Like if somebody rich needed like a beard and it was well understood that I was simply going to be there for the check. <laughs> and the, to to make appearances with you i would totally do that 100 percent. stack my money up and then go find my true love hmm. i would be a beard for a little while i'm too old to do that now now I, I don't have the time to waste being somebody's beard but look at my 20s for the right price i'd have been a beard long as again i'm just making appearances <laughs> I just go with you to the events that you need me to go to. Kisses? No. Well, no. Kisses as long as there's been a toothbrush between, you know, mouth to meat contact. Mm, no. Like hold hands. Give you a kiss. Cheek kiss? Cheek. I'll give you a cheek kiss. Okay. But that, yeah. well, what if they had like Stop. Don't splash even, face? I fucking knew you were going <laughs> to you don't know you don't know what you don't know what you put you? your lips on why would you say that it happens <sighs> i didn't think that far into it doesn't matter now because i'm too old for it <laughs> like i said this is when i was younger and i had i felt like i had time that i could just you know I, out here not doing shit anyway i could be a beer for the right price and make, stack my money up well, okay i would have known they'd been a beer been fine with it <laughs> whatever better than not knowing you a beard finding out later after you didn't have babies with this motherfucker true true 
True. <laughs> NFL has come up with policy for the national anthem, everybody. They decided to find players that kneel for the national anthem. In one of the first lines of their new policy, all players will show respect for the American flag or they will be fine. Now, the fact that that is how they frame it means that they completely sidestepped the actual reason for any of the protest, any of the kneeling, and they've taken the president's bait because they only care about catering to their fan base. And that is like disrespectful. So mm-hmm. what's going to happen is if you get fined, um, you got to pay it, and then they're going to donate it to charity somehow. Okay. Yeah. What charity? I have no idea. Okay. They have an option, however, to stay in the locker room. They can stay in the locker room, but they can't protest. So, it's not how? even about the actual respect for the flag <laughs> of the what national I was just anthem. Say, how the fuck is that different? Not coming out on the field during the national anthem to avoid having it. Like, how is that any fucking different than kneeling? So, this is the thing. If they truly believe that it was about patriotism, they would have to shut down all uh, uh, vendors. They would have to stop everybody in the boxes everybody in that stadium should be forced to stand for the national anthem when it's going on they should be forced to sit there and say so if you're only doing it to players and you're not doing it to the people that's working up there in your stadium if you're not doing it to every bit of personnel that's in that place and every fan that's in that place you don't give a shit about Respecting the flag, respecting America, respecting the national anthem. You only care about controlling the players that you feel is bringing your brand down. Who is the coach or a team owner? One of them that Philadelphia said Eagles. he would pay. He said, man, fuck that. My, we'll pay for them fines. Yeah. Anybody who want to kneel, go kneel. We're going to support the players because the last thing that needs to happen is discord being sown between all of these different people. I mean, from probably from the perspective of a coach, mm-hmm. it's like, listen, y'all, whatever y'all gonna do as a team, we gonna support y'all. Let's do it. And Philadelphia just won Super Bowl. He got extra loot. He can pay that shit. Yeah. All of these white folks that keep saying, leave America if you don't. Like, it, it just, it boggles my mind how much people will go out of their way to not discuss what the actual issue is. That they would go all around the world to not discuss the reason for the protest, the reason that people feel this way. Like, it's just ridiculous. Like, you, it, it would be so simple for you to just simply address the concerns of these people, but you don't want to do that. Yeah, it's like <laughs> there is a hard way to keep players from kneeling. It's the hard way, but it's the morally just way, Okay. That is addressing the concerns. Yep. Ain't nobody even asking nope. to fix the problems. Nope. I feel like if America has a genuine focus on how to resolve it, that'll be that'll be a big foot forward. If the NFL would collaborate with Colin Kaepernick on the issues, because Colin Kaepernick wasn't just some angry dude who kneeled and didn't have some kind of plan, some kind of motivation, who wasn't connected to the community. Colin Kaepernick actually stands up for social justice. You know what I'm saying? Like, he's getting awards for this. And it ain't just because he kneeled. It's because he's doing good work and he knows how to convey 
what the issues are. These players are kneeling. And and all of these people have an issue. All leave America. But when these white men had their tiki torches and and spewing all of this hateful rhetoric, that was fine. That's them, you know, exercising their American rights. <laughs> like it just. <sighs> and the the you know on CNN when they having these dialogues, they keep bringing up a couple of points. They say stuff like, "Well, these millionaires are mad because of social injustice." Well, let me go ahead and challenge that. It don't matter if you are a black person. Yep. And an injustice happens to anybody black, you can't separate yourself from it. Nope. You can't distance yourself from it. It don't matter how rich you are. It don't matter how poor you are. How much money they make has nothing to do with them speaking out on the injustices because they are speaking out with their platform on people that can't speak out. Yep. They're speaking out on people who don't have the platform. They're speaking out on people who don't have the money. They just happen to be somebody who used to not have the money, who used to not have the platform that was experiencing the same shit that they hope that the people that's in their shoes back when they were younger don't have to experience. Another one is, oh, these are private businesses. You can't protest in a private business. You can't um, you can't go to work. And tell your boss, well, you know, I'm, I don't believe in this. I don't believe in that and expect to still keep your job. You know, so what I will challenge that with is, no, these are not private businesses. They are corporations. Yep. And for donation purposes, the Supreme Court ruled that corporations are individuals. They are people. Yep. So it is one person limiting another person's freedoms if you want to get into the dialogue that deeply. If yep. a corporation has been ruled to be a person, you got to take the good and the bad that come along with that corporations. You are a fucking person, so you can donate a whole bunch of money to any campaigns you want, but you are also a person. So if you are telling individuals that they can't kneel for protest purposes, then you are another individual limiting another individual, and that's some shit that needs, something needs to be done about. Yep. You can't sideline that fact in this conversation. You know, and furthermore, the people that saying that, you know, these private businesses can't tell people to do that. If that was the case, that shit would have already been in the rule book. Yep. It was not in the rule book. There was nothing in the rule book before any of this happened that said you can't do this. So you can't come up with your own reasoning for why these corporations should not allow you to do it. Because there was no statute that said you couldn't do it. And the only reason that it was even addressed is because Donald Trump got his ass involved in the shit. Yep. And, you know, on paper, like, and in interviews, they got a whole bunch of owners saying that they don't agree with it, but... They're going to abide by it, though. Exactly, like... I mean, you're not agreeing bitch, with it, but abide by it. All of y'all signed it. off on it. All of them signed off on okay, it. so... But they now coming out saying, you know, but I don't agree with it. Nigga, don't nobody give a fuck what you agree you with. you signed off on it, bitch. <laughs> Like, if, okay, you don't. If y'all signed the warrant from, if y'all signed a warrant for me to go out in front of a firing squad, <laughs> but you apprehensive about it after you signed it, I don't give a fuck how you feel at this moment. I'm about to die yep. because you put your signature on a piece of paper. Yep. If you didn't believe it, you should not have put your signature on that piece of paper. Accurate. So, 
it's going to be very interesting to see how it plays out. I'm not a football fan, and I'm not going to watch the games to see. And a lot of people who were boycotting the NFL are going to continue to boycott the NFL. And not only that, but new people are probably going to boycott the NFL. Now that they put this official rule. Exactly. Uh, But I will find out from CNN Mm -hmm. and all of my other news outlets how this is playing out because it's going to be a highlight because I think what some people suspect now is that reporters are going to be trying to pinpoint who ain't coming out. They're going to be trying to figure out who's not coming out to the field, Mm -hmm. you know, because there's going to be levels of people. There's going to be people that are willing to pay that money to have that platform. Just to make a point. Yeah. Yeah. And then they're going to be people that, or that want to boycott but don't want to put they they self out there like that you know what i'm saying or they don't want to pay and so they're gonna stay in the locker room so what's gonna happen if whole teams start not coming out <laughs> then what are they gonna do it actually used to be like that it, it teams did not come out until after the national anthem long ago mm-hmm. but it came a point where uh i think the military got involved with doing the national anthem and then that's when they transitioned it to everybody participating in the ceremony you know, so that everybody could, everybody felt, I guess, connected. I don't know. But it used to be like where nobody, no teams came out until after the national anthem. So something shifted that. But, oh, you know, it's fuckery. Um, <laughs> I just want to briefly talk about it. Uh Arizona woman accused of stalking and sending 65,000 text messages to a man after their first date date singular i don't see how one date you don't see how what i don't see how she sent that many text messages well but when they asked her about it she was surprised it wasn't more i'm just saying (laughs) she wouldn't have been able to send no more to me because she would have been blocked after (laughs) 60. she would have been on the blacklist for my cell phone She would have got a message back to saying, user cannot receive text messages from your crazy ass but I feel, because you sent too many. I feel like she don't, she the kind of crazy though that it may not have all been from the same phone. What if she was going to get like burner phones? <laughs> you know how easy it is to block? Like if I block somebody and I get a text from a new number, block, <laughs> block. And you know what? If you're somebody who is legitimately sending me a text message from a number that I don't know, I'm sorry, you getting blocked. You just at the wrong place at the wrong time. But you getting blocked. They met on a dating website, so let that be a lesson to the online. It depends on what dating website. I feel like it could have been Christian Mingle. (laughs) It could have been. A farmer's mingle. You know all these websites they got. Maybe it was on what's that uh what's that uh a fair website called? Ashley Madison. Ashley Madison. (laughs) They might have met on that. He might have he might have something going on already. Uh, she visited the man's home and office while flooding his phone with multiple text messages with some of the messages being threatening. She is suspected to have sent him around 500 messages a day, totaling up to at least 65,000 messages. During an interview, she told reporters, I felt like I met my soulmate and I thought we would just do what everyone else did and we would get married and everything would be fine. Police said a man called authorities last year when he found her sitting outside of his home and she was escorted from the property. Following that incident, that's when the messages started to become threatening. Um, and I didn't see this until On Point showed it to me, but there is a an interview 
when I say this lady batshit crazy, like she breathing heavy and she's sitting stationary. There's no reason why she should be breathing the way that she's breathing. She got them crazy eyes and she talking about Einstein's theory of, of like e, e, e equals MC squared. And she said there's a second part to that equation that's like L equals 0.33 and it's got something to do with love and light and... <laughs> <laughs> then she started talking about the dollar bill and the the pyramid and um latin words that's supposed to be written on it and <laughs> that bitch is crazy as fuck like <laughs> she was somehow <laughs> mentally compromised now switching over to therapist mode she needs some help she absolutely she does she vastly really 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 needs some help you know we being silly about it yeah but she need help like people like that need help and, and i hope she gets it because she will absolutely kill this nigga like they locked I, her up like she's in an orange jumpsuit she was but stalking she'll she ain't gonna be locked up for long especially if she ain't got no priors like it ain't they're not gonna be able to hold her for like a, a long amount of time so i would suggest he like take precautions <laughs> well shit she know where he works she know where he lives I see fine. I wonder if he cause they only went out like once according to him. She said three times, but either way, how she know where he live at? I could see him knowing where she live at if she like if he went to go pick her up. But did he bring her back to his house? Like or did she just Google it? I don't know. Yeah. But that bitch is crazy. If you watch the interview with her, like she is very, very um mentally unstable like visibly mentally you don't even have to have any kind of a background to see that she's not all there so Publix has halted some of their uh, contributions because the Parkland high uh, uh, advocates I guess Mm -hmm. and some of the students said that they were going to have a die-in from um, them uh donating money to people that were advocates for gun I'm rights. sorry. Did you say a sit-in? No, a die-in. The fuck is a die-in? I, bruh, I'm gonna I'll be like, uh, Miss Don't Point, we having a die-in at Publix, <laughs> you know, because they donating to the wrong folks, bruh, like, wait a minute, did you say die-in? <laughs> what exactly is that? Like, tie-dye? Like, we gonna have some, like, funky... <laughs> 70s shirts you know <laughs> with all the colors no must no boy die like death like dying this is serious like <laughs> dying so you mean like so so what does that actually entail like is it like a hypothetical symbolic death like we're gonna take <laughs> like fire and pop balloons or <laughs> Some like what? No, your life. We're going to sit in Publix and be ready to die if they don't change some of their ways. So, what day did you say that was on? <laughs> I'm not available on that day. Well, I didn't tell you today. I don't care what day you telling me. I ain't available. I ain't doing no die-ins. Y'all wilding, bro. I don't care what the measure is for. But you know. Huh? A diet. Like, that don't even sound like nothing that I want to be a part of. Like, as soon as I got that email, because I feel like they probably just sent out an email with, like, the details. I'm just, 
I'm not dying. I'm not gonna. No, like y'all need to name this like, something else. What does the subject line say? <laughs> Willing to risk your life in Publix? <laughs> I don't know. I, I whatever a dying. They couldn't. I, I'm just no. It's extreme. I'm not gonna do it. I don't care what even if it was like fake dying i feel like some extreme motherfucker would come and that would turn into real dying real fa- like the fact that it's got die in the title i don't want to be a part of that because i feel like somebody extreme gonna misunderstand or not understand that it was only supposed to be symbolic i don't want to be there <laughs> like they're gonna send flyers out you know it's gonna be like nice bright color flyer you know death how do you feel about it when it comes to things you believe in Publix, no. Diane, Wednesday at nine. <laughs> not gonna do it. I'm sorry. Bring handcuffs. No. What? <laughs> like, ain't no, no way to ease that into new people. Like, no, not gonna, I'm sorry. Like, your buddy come up to you. Hey, man, you know, <laughs> how do you feel about gun rights? Well, I mean, I think we need to do something about it in the country. Well, look, we're having an event at Publix. Just want to let you know, it's a um, Diane. Is a what? A die-in? Nigga, no, ain't no. <laughs> no, I don't even want no more. Don't tell me no more. Don't even come back around here no more. I How don't about even like that? the word die. <laughs> or death. Is you talking this crazy shit. You trauma. ain't welcome to my home anymore. I got past trauma, man. Dying. Talking about no death. I'm lost people. About. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to die in the produce section. <laughs> Hell no. No. And you know what? The the people at Publix are so nice. Like I don't even know how they would respond. Like, can we get you anything? <laughs> Do you like a glass of water? <laughs> but because of it, Publix has halted all their contributions to people. Mm-hmm. I mean, at the end of the day, this is the kind of thing that can impact your bottom line. Yeah, who the fuck gonna go to Publix on a day that everybody know a dying is supposed to happen? If I'm a Publix shopper, I'm not. I'm not going to go to public <laughs> y'all finna lose a lot of revenue because i won't be there and it's crazy man because you know when it comes to the nfl and the kneeling and, and, and the shit the right will you know support people who bork boycott the nfl because of what they say they believe in but if somebody boycotts public for what they say they believe in they'll say you know first amendment shit you know what I'm saying? They'll like challenge your right. And I guess that's both sides. I guess, you know, whatever you believe in, you're going to talk shit about the other side or whatever, but you shouldn't. It's hypocritical. You get to believe in what you want to believe in and act accordingly, and they get to believe in what they want to believe in and act accordingly. That's why we can't have a civil damn discourse in this country because everybody want to do what the fuck they want to do, mm-hmm. and it's creating those kind of problems. Uh, let's get to the Kanye portion of the show. <laughs> uh, as Colin would say, Kunye, Kunye portion of the show. So a couple of things have happened with Kanye this week. Uh, the first being that he dropped $85,000 to use a photo of Whitney Houston's bathroom for Pusha T's album cover. Now, the problem with that is that this was her bathroom at the height of her uh, substance use and so there are a lot of drug paraphernalia lying around the bathroom of course people had a problem with this because it's just fucking disrespectful as a motherfucker like why would you do this like 
you pay $85,000 to use this. And it's just, it's sad enough. The family of Whitney Houston has been through enough. I just feel like you just need to leave these folks alone. They lost her and Bobby Christina. Just, it's, it's some stuff people shouldn't have to tell you ain't okay. I feel like. The family has called for it to be changed. So I'm wondering who he paid eighty five thousand dollars to. It would have been had to have been the photographer. You know, like I don't know who took the picture. I would have assumed that it belonged to the estate, but the estate would not have sold they this to, have sold to them. them for this. So it had to be the photographer. I just don't know what photographer would have been in Whitney Houston's home to be taking these kind of photos. I don't know. You know, it's so just, I don't know who owned it and who. <sighs> Who paid that? It's just disrespectful. Uh, you know, again, I feel like as human beings, like there are certain things that we should just collectively understand and some bullshit you shouldn't do. I don't feel like it's even something that needs to be said. This being one of them. This uh, uh, iconic person like Whitney Houston who was suffering through substance abuse for as long as she was that died partially as a result of it. You, you shouldn't have to be told that it's disrespectful to her fucking family to make her bathroom full of, of drug shit a, an album cover for somebody. Like, I just... Nobody should have to tell you that that's not okay. But we talking about Kanye West here, who... Pusha T said about the album cover in terms of what it means. I feel like the cover represents an organized chaos. The energy of the album is a bit chaotic, but it's all in place. Bitch. And looking at that cover, I'm sure whoever frequents that bathroom or that area knew exactly whatever they wanted to find and knew where it was. Bitch. Don't. First of all, that makes me so mad. You telling me that you use that picture because it's cluttered? You mean you couldn't find no other motherfucking pictures of some cluttered shit that was organized? Get the fuck out of here, pusher. You can kiss my ass. You telling me that that was the reason why that picture was used? And it had shit to do with the fact that it was Whitney Houston's bathroom with drug paraphernalia in the background. You used it because it was a cluttered environment that showed organized chaos? Fuck out of here. He just as much of a bitch as Kanye is for that. The fuck is you talking about? You could have used a picture of your cluttered ass bathroom then, nigga. You could have used a picture of any area that it was cluttered that was going to indicate chaos. You're full of shit. He full of shit. You agreed to some bullshit. I hate when people, just own up to your shit. If you want to agree to some bullshit like that, just stand by it. Own up to it. Don't try to make it in, into something that it's not when we all know what the fuck it is and treat us like we stupid. It's organized chaos. Okay. I'm sure that's why that picture was shown. And I'm sure that's why Kanye paid 85 fucking thousand dollars for it because it was a picture of organized chaos. Fuck out of here. They can kiss my ass. Which lead me into the other, which makes this part of the Kanye news for this week even more fucked up. He dropped $85,000 for this picture of Whitney to use on an album cover. Then it came out that the organization that has his mother's name, Donda House, that's supposed to be helping um, youth in the South Side Chicago area, that he has not been providing money to that organization. And at this point, the last thing that I heard was that they were actually just going to remove her name from the organization because he hadn't had any affiliation with it in the way that he should have for quite a while now. Uh, and his wife, being the bitch that she is, um, 
and her trying to take up for him. So the person who who is making these allegations that they're not helping is Rhyme Fest. Mm-hmm. And so she tweeted out all of this shit to Rhyme Fest and none of it had shit to do with him like saying, hey, we are, we did give y'all money. Instead, she's talking about he got kicked out of the studio in Hawaii wearing fake Yeezys and that he um, that he got upset because Kanye didn't want to listen to his beats. and Just taking a page out of the Donald Trump uh, <laughs> book, which is to discredit the person saying the things you don't like rather than address what they the said. core things of what they're saying, like the intent behind why they're communicating what they communicate. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's a page out of Trump shit, and Donald Trump and Kanye West is the same motherfucker. Of course, and and that also Amber Rose said that <laughs> recently in an interview that and that they're very much the same person. Except Kanye West might not have an antisocial personality disorder. No, or at least we don't see the signs of that. No. Like Donald Trump, we see the you know symptoms in, in him. But I mean, you as didn't far as narcissism. If you were going to address anything, it should have been the the allegation that y'all have been not um, supporting this organization that has his mom's name on it. Especially when Kanye went on his little fucking rant these weeks earlier talking about how Obama don't care nothing about the people of Chicago. But your organization that's supposed to help the people of Chicago, you ain't doing the shit you supposed to do. You don't want to address none of that. Instead, you want to talk about this nigga having on fake Yeezys. And it's, a, and it's a deflection <laughs> you know like if a dude come to my house with all my friends there and be like hey just don't point you owe me some money and i'd be like it's milk in the refrigerator <laughs> everybody gonna be like you owe him money <laughs> you, you definitely owe him money like you could have said no i don't you could have been like i got you some later like let me give you a little what i got in my pocket you talking about milk i in the completely fridge. deflected like they gonna be like, yeah, you you owe him money. You need to pay him because he's scaring everybody. <laughs> and so what they should have done was that they should have addressed the Chicago thing. The fact that she went to something else means one or two things. Either he had been doing it, or this wouldn't surprise me. It wouldn't surprise me if he don't share his financial shit with her. It will really wouldn't yeah. surprise me if she legitimately just don't know, and that she's like going into defense mode because Kanye's wife. But the interview that Snoop Dogg did with the Breakfast Club, he said, uh, he said, man, what's wrong with Kanye is he ain't got no black woman in that house. <laughs> he is convinced that a black woman would have been telling him, like, my he wife keep me in down. check. And Emory was like, his wife keep me in check. He said, you got to be different person when you got a wife that will call you on your you shit. sit your fucking ass down and stop but, this now. But when you got a wife who is an enabler yeah. for your shit, you're not going to you ain't going to be able to get better and you're going to get worse if if there's an enabler around that's about enablers in general yeah if somebody is enabling you to do self-destructive and problematic behaviors and you go to them and they be like man no you ain't nothing wrong with what you're doing you keep doing you you know what i'm saying <laughs> you do you <laughs> when you doing bullshit you're going to get worse you're yeah. going to continue doing bullshit and you're going to rationalize and justify why you're continuing to do the bullshit that you're doing. So when you got somebody like a Kim Kardashian that instead of saying, hey, yay, 
uh, we need to figure what are you doing with this organization? Because we can get out in front of it. If you don't want to be involved, let's get them a donation and then disconnect from it. You know, or yeah. you need to get involved and start paying this money. But like, we we got to handle this some kind of way. And Kanye West ain't even saying shit about it. No, she come out like they they clearly don't they clearly don't have like publicists <laughs> or they don't listen to. We know Kanye has a publicist he that listen. he listened to a little bit. <laughs> When he like medicated appropriately <laughs> and not in opioid addiction, he'll listen to somebody then, but he still kind of go off the cuff. I mean, going, it's the same Donald Trump going off the cuff. Yeah. Donald Trump said in, in the, like one of these military balls or something that America tamed a nation. <sighs> you know, like that. What, that's what speaking off the cuff gets you when you're a narcissist. That is Get so you in situations you shouldn't be I in. I saw that shit. Ugh. It's horrible. It's so horrible. But, yeah, I just... And the thing about it is, at the end of all of this, Ryan Fest, uh, they released a statement saying that they're just going to remove her name from it because they still want to have the organization because of what it represents. And he said, hey, you know what? If y'all want to come and talk to us about it, come see us in the south side of Chicago because that's where we be at all day, every day. <laughs> Like, I just, it's not surprising, but it's like, you can't, you got these two stories that came out the same week, you paying this money for a fucked up picture to, pe- to put use as an album. So you have the money to do that, but you don't have the money to, to give to an organization that, that has your mom's name that's supposed to help the people that you say you give a fuck about. And that you said that Obama don't give a fuck about just a few weeks ago. Bullshit. Fuck him and his wife. He both of them. They um you know, whatever. Kardashian. <laughs> That's Kardashian West shit. It is. It's bullshit. I don't like it. No. Okay. So sexual assault and allegations and stuff, man, it the lines are so blurred, you know, in terms of what what happens, what should happen, and the response to it, you know. So Morgan Freeman is the latest. So let me let in me, a line of things that happen. So yes, please you speak on it first me, because I you're a woman. Let I don't me try say, to say nothing that's inflammatory. Let me say why I can kind of believe it. Do you, I don't I don't know if you remember. When it came out that he had an uh, inappropriate relationship with his step granddaughter, yes. <laughs> um, I just feel like when you're capable, because like if you raise the child, I don't give a shit if they're they're not blood related to you. If you've had a hand in raising that person, that it that that the the dynamics of that relationship would dictate that you not cross certain boundaries regardless of of blood relation or not and the fact that he has the ability to cross boundaries such as though that it's not a far leap for him to be doing inappropriate things and he basically just said anything he ever said was like not meant to be taken seriously or he didn't mean to offend or um he's not saying he, he didn't say shit he shouldn't have said he's saying that it wasn't meant to be taken offensively so is it verified that he had that relationship with his step granddaughter? Because I, I I want to say that he's denied it. He at did some point. deny it. 
Um, but I think they were seen. I can't remember how that ended. Um, he him he did deny it, but of course he's gonna deny it. He's not gonna be like, we ain't blood relatives. Well, it's different denying a video of you peeing on a teenager True. versus <laughs> a man denying having a relationship with his step granddaughter in the sense that people are saying that he had a relationship with the man. True. So, so the difficulty in the situation with me is that the the okay Morgan Freeman and a lot of men what am I trying to say I don't want it to sound bad <laughs> I'm gonna sound bad um you know when a uh, when a federal law is changed let's talk about how President Obama changed the sentencing for hard cocaine versus soft cocaine. Okay. You know about that, right? Yeah. Hard cocaine would get you the same amount of time for a little handful that soft cocaine, powder cocaine, would get a whole trunk full. Mm-hmm. It's basically a privileged drug versus a poverty drug. Yes. Poverty drug will get you a lot more time, so that kind of went into mass incarceration. That A little bit, a couple of rocks can get you a lot of time versus a white person getting pulled over with a lot more drugs. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Once those changes happened, if you were doing federal time for that offense, your sentence was retroactively shortened. Mm -hmm. They would go back to everybody that had a sentence as long as that would, and they changed it. Now, on the state level, that don't impact. The reason I brought this up is because I don't know if it's okay to... I don't want to say it's okay. I know it definitely needs to be explored. But to retroactively apply current standards of how our society exists versus old standards. You know, so if you got somebody like a Morgan Freeman who 80 years old and would communicate to women differently and how he speaks to them, how he communicates with them, and that's as far as it goes, what do we do with that? What do we do with an old ass man who grew up in a time where they complimented women on their physicality and it's not tolerable today when we know that man might not mean nothing by it? You know what I'm saying? I don't, I, I'm, I'm really conflicted at, at what to do with that. It's a lot of old ass granddaddies out here calling women sweetheart because they've called women sweetheart for 60 years, but at year 65, 70, today, you can't say that to everybody. But so I guess the question would be, what did he say exactly? Um, was it as one of the statements was he told a woman that uh, was pregnant that that she was ripe. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, nigga, shit! Like the same old dude that said, "Oh, pick that hat up for daddy." You know what I'm saying? Except he's as professional as he can possibly be. So he's like, yeah, you're right. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? What does that mean? I have no idea. But one <laughs> woman said that Morgan Freeman was constantly trying to pull up her skirt to see if she had on underwear. And a male employee had to get in there and stop. But it's eight other people who say that didn't happen. That was on set with him. And it's a lot of women saying that he's creating a hostile work environment. 
But like, what's the level of hostile? I feel so bad because I can't stop laughing at right. It's a very serious conversation, but using that old Morgan Freeman voice. I, I can't just do it, never like heard anybody say that. I don't even know what it means. You're right. <laughs> he looked creepy. He does. He definitely looked creepy. <laughs> I don't want to take that away. But I'm just saying, what do we do with that, Red? I mean, he's come out and said, I have never assaulted a woman. I have not created hostile work environments. You know, so yeah, I mean, yeah. I don't know about he hasn't created hostile work environment. Well, he may, he that may definitely have. He I mean, may have definitely done that. I guess that. The, the line between what a hostile work environment is for everybody versus an uncomfortable work environment for one person, because it seems to be isolated people saying he created a hostile work environment, but nobody else in those work environments. But it's only going to be hostile to the people that he's like saying this shit to on a daily when I basis. Say, when they say he created a hostile work environment, a toxic work environment, I just imagine that means for everybody. That can't mean for one person. Because the word hostile or toxic work environment, that is too much for a subjective experience of one person. You know, your hostile work environment just ain't the one person up front subjectively thinking shit is fucked up when everybody else is cool. That's not a hostile work environment to me. So then what is it? When you're being harassment? Okay. A HR issue? Go talk to somebody about you being harassed, but that's different than a hostile work environment. I ain't saying that he need to be accountable for his words. They say you can't teach an old dog new tricks. You are human. <laughs> Humans learn new shit every day. Dogs you can learn that you can't use certain language, you know, but even the people, one of them was in a panel with uh, the Batman, the people that was on Batman, the butler, I don't mm-hmm. remember their names, but uh, Christian Bale. Mm-hmm. And like, they don't, some of them would comment, but other one was like, none of his behavior seemed to reflect the way that they saying it. Where, well, okay. So I saw one of the videos. It just didn't Who seem, was on the panel? The butler that played... Alfred. Okay. Christian Bale. It's all my fault, Master Bruce. Like, that dude. Yeah, Christian Bale. Christian Bale, and it's, I don't know who else was on. I don't remember which Batman Were there any was. women on the panel? I don't Because if it's a panel of dudes, and there are no women to have, like, a woman's perspective about what. Because if if all the dudes on the panel at some point in their life then said some bullshit to women, then, of course, their perception of it is going to be different. Now, if there were women on the panel, and the women were saying that they didn't feel any kind of way about being on set, then that's different. But if it was just a panel of men, when the men were not the ones um, being affected by what he was saying, then that don't make no sense. He told one reporter, um, uh, resurfaced Morgan Freeman interview shows him flirting with a reporter. Reporter, I get to look at you and drool. Yeah. <laughs> you know, wow, creepy, very creepy. <laughs> like, is that... Now I'm trying to understand, like, is that... What is that? Like, what's the difference between a, a, a somebody flirting, you know what I'm saying, and, and, and inappropriateness? That ain't... F- like... Is that flirting? I don't know. If Brad Pitt said it, I don't think people would be like Brad Pitt wouldn't say it. (laughs) No, like 
I feel like only creepy motherfuckers say shit like that. If Brad Pitt was creepy, then yes. But like, I don't feel like regular dudes walk around saying I'm drooling. And I'm not trying to cape for Morgan Freeman. I'm just trying to. I think what's being done it seems like is they're using these instances to show that he does say inappropriate shit so that to make it more believable that he was saying enough inappropriate shit on set to make these people uncomfortable i think these isolated incidents are being used to say say hey look this is what he he does so it's possible i guess where i'm at is we can't put morgan freeman in a fucking hat of fuckery with Harvey Weinstein, Bill Cosby, oh, no, and R. he Kelly. didn't rape anybody. And that's what has been missing in this movement. That's absolutely missing. But what are they discernment? What, but Ain't what no exactly discernment. are they doing to Morgan Freeman? Because none of this is 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 uh, punishable by law. Morgan sense. Freeman is punishable by public opinion. He's well, lost. Yeah. yeah, he was it like is. on a, doing some kind of voiceover for something. Uh, He's lost uh, some of his sponsorships for yeah. that. You know, so it's like where is the discernment? And what should happen? And uh, somebody on my Facebook made a post that said, should people without being found guilty of these things, should they have some kind of consequences? Because consequences are coming right now. And, you know, my position on that is... You're only saved by consequences from the law. Public opinion, and it always has been this way, that, that you could get handed consequences from public opinion because companies don't want to be associated with you regardless of whether or not you found guilty in the court of law like that's just an unfortunate truth um companies are going to distance themselves just because of the perception that you now have on the people who are going to buy their products or that are that are gonna whatever the case may be so i don't know how we could other than nobody ever saying anything about these things because people decide what to do with it once it's out there. And so, unfortunately for him, what it's decided is that he's a creepy-ass old man and enough bad publicity has come out of it that, that companies are put. So, I don't... what Because then that goes into, so what, does certain stuff just not need to be reported on? No, everything needs to be reported on, but what level of discernment do we have uh, in terms of how bad like is any level of if i if me as what i consider an ally to you know the feminist movement you know if i say one wrong thing am i as bad as bill cosby you know by accident and i don't really mean it because i i am a man that was raised in a patriarchal misogynist community so if i do something that's patriarchal or misogynist and don't recognize it or am looking to change that you know what 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 how how can i be different from them if i do something by accident and you just gonna look at me like you me too you know mr on point and 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 now i'm looked at the same as all of them like what how do we how are we supposed to discern that how are we supposed to measure the differences between i don't think we do collectively as a group I don't think there is a way to do that collectively. I think everybody has to decide that for themselves. And unfortunately, what happens is if there is enough people that decide that it's bad enough, then companies respond accordingly. But I don't know that there's like a group think way of everybody agreeing upon. I think, you know, I think what happens in the black community 
is as much as somebody like me tries to fight to be a representative of what white America say black should be, you know, not in, not like overtly, not like I ain't jigging and dancing and shit, trying to figure out how, how to make myself the way they want me to be. But I am, I am trying to figure out, you know, I am doing what they say do. So I don't get any more fucked up than I could Mm -hmm. in the situation. Um, in that sense, it's hard for me to see a black person that's like cooning out, not cooning out there, but that's like being the blackest black they can be. Eating fried chicken in front of white people, being like, hey, white people, look at this watermelon. You know what I'm saying? Like sagging pants. It invalidates what I'm trying to accomplish. Mm -hmm. So in that way, if the group does not come up with a way to measure that have that scale mm-hmm. is going to start making people look at the movement, which people who are in denial about the movement and misogyny and all that bullshit who are already looking at it crazy is going to get to a point where a lot of people who are actually trying to validate the movement going to start looking at it crazy because mm-hmm. the measures that we looking at the measures of a, of a, a actor that don't have no harm that don't mean, I, don't, I ain't saying Morgan Freeman don't mean no harm. I'm saying we're getting really close to people who may not mean harm Mm -hmm. being brought into the fray of the Me Too. And if if you get ready to put one of those people down there where because George Takai, 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 George Takai, I don't know if you remember, but there were allegations against him that uh, a male uh, male actor was... um, a gay male actor was assaulted by him. Mm-hmm. He grabbed his genitals. Mm-hmm. Turns out that was false. Mm-hmm. Turns out that was not true. Mm-hmm. Now, the problem that does not admonish George Takei is that on Howard Stern, when he asked, you know, have you ever grabbed another male by the genitals? He did not say no. He said some other shit, you know, so mm-hmm. I, ain't, I ain't salvaging him completely. What I'm saying is if it happens to be the person who is has been victimized who is not telling the truth or who subjectively experienced something that objectively doesn't look as bad as they believed it looked because of their discomfort it's going to start invalidating the movement it's going to start making you look at people who i just think that's just that's just going to be the next progressive step in it it's just going to make people look at whoever you're giving allegations against and discredit you more deeply i mean it's already content matter that is deeply rejected by misogynist sexist and patriarch patriarchal system you know so that's all i'm saying i don't know if morgan freeman like he's saying some creepy shit that he shouldn't be saying and he looked weird you know so his stares are probably odd but i'm still and i've asked this question before how do we discern the levels of this shit you know and with public opinion, public opinion gonna do what public opinion do. Yep. You can't really do shit about public opinion mm, once nope. it takes off. But that's just that's just what I was wondering about the Morgan Freeman situation. I don't know enough about what he's done. I saw a video that is very subjective in terms of how bad it could be. Some of the things he said, like calling somebody ripe. And I'm sure we don't got the big picture. 
but I don't, you know, I don't know how I feel if somebody said that. I mean, I feel like I'd be confused. Like, the fuck does that mean? <laughs> you right, girl. But it depends on what? what kind of a situation. If I was even in a situation where I could question, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, sometimes depending on who that person is, you may not be able to say nothing. Or you may feel like you're not able to say anything. But I've been like, the fuck it mean I'm right? What are you talking about? So old, crazy ass. Um... What if you found out that your doctor was Millie rocking while they were supposed to be taking your gallbladder out? I wouldn't care. What if you woke up and they had struck a, a, a vital other organ and they had saved you, but like your shit gonna be fucked up from now on? Like you, you alive, but like, would you feel like it was a direct result of them Millie rocking while they were? Maybe. <laughs> Maybe. Maybe so you wouldn't definitely feel like it was the Millie Rocket. It's just I wouldn't be able to argue statistics. It would depend on whether that doctor would you has be arguing a, statistics if that if your shit was fucked up. As a logical person, I would not be happy, <laughs> but I can't be irrational either. I would have to say, damn, they have an impeccable record when it comes to surgeries, and I assume that my surgery wasn't the first fucking time they danced. You know what I'm saying? An Atlanta physician by the name of Dr. Wendell Boot, I guess is how you, Boutte? I hope it ain't Boutte. I hope it's just Boot. Um, but is reportedly facing multiple lawsuits after videos of her dancing while she was operating on patients surfaced on her YouTube account. And so she didn't want to post these things herself. <laughs> Uh, though the videos have since been deleted off of her channel, it seems patients had no idea that Dr. Boot was dancing and filming. Of course, they had no they fucking idea. They was in surgery. What the fuck? They didn't have an idea about what the fuck they was they existence at that time. No, but she's facing at least five malpractice lawsuits. Some patients are alleging that they have suffered infections, disfigurement, um, and I think one person died. And of course, originally, it, they they didn't you know maybe didn't feel like it was anything on her part but now that these videos have surfaced now it's like well maybe you was in there dancing and that's why this happened well i need to know some stuff because right now i don't watch scrubs long enough to know you know that's not real i know it's not real (laughs) but i've watched it enough to know that you're going to suffer deaths no matter what you do as a surgeon you can't save everybody's damn life so i would need to see this doctor's record of how many infections they get because all these infections ain't on the doctor. It's other people in that room that do sewing up, that do other shit. And not only that, but are we certain that every one of these infections and deaths and things that have happened are based on the videos of dancing directly tied to those patients? Because if 10 videos surfaced of successful surgeries where nothing happened to those people and those people are fine and people who had shit wrong with them just assume that she was dancing in day surgeries that makes a difference it's not going to make a difference as far as malpractice is concerned i think it will i think it will we'll see i think if, why do you think that that will make a difference because i think of every video what if she only posted videos of herself dancing after a successful follow-up with a client that had no issues you know what i'm saying what if that was the case there's a lot of videos. Uh, I mean, it's possible. Well, she had probably four or five surgeries a day, I imagine. 
So it, it, if it's a hundred videos, that's a, a month, a month to and work. And she is cutting like <laughs> to the beat. So she merely slicing in that bitch. <laughs> I just saw what where, where she was doing like to the beat. <laughs> Instead of merely rock, she merely scissors. <laughs> like this looks bad. This looks bad. And the only so I feel like in order for her to not have to pay this money in these these malpractice suits she's gonna have to have videos um i i don't even know she would need a video of her dancing while she was doing that patient to show that the the surgery went without any issues like or what could have potentially happened like her not having videos of her dancing during those surgeries don't mean that she wasn't dancing it means she just didn't post but those because some shit went wrong for malpractice purposes you have to prove that the dancing is the cause of your infection or of your problem with Doesn't the surgery. Doesn't have to be without a, a doubt because all these videos of her, if she posted 20 videos on YouTube of her dancing during surgeries, she might just, of course it wouldn't make sense for her to post the videos of people who got sick and her dancing while she was doing their surgery. That doesn't mean that she wasn't doing That's it. That's still just an assumption. That's still just I don't, but I don't think the reason why doctors have to have these huge malpractice insurances, I don't think that the the level of evidence needed is like huge, which is why they have to have these insurance, these big, huge insurance policies. I don't know what the uh, I don't know the, the legal term is, but I don't know how much evidence is needed for a successful malpractice lawsuit. I don't know if the fact that she, cause dancing is not a, she shouldn't have been dancing. Then period. if that's the case, then they should be able to win a malpractice lawsuit without the evidence of dancing if they surgery went wrong. I don't see where the dancer would have no issue to do with it. And I don't see why anybody would be rewarded any more money because of, uh, because they doctor was dancing. So what if it's a, injury, a, a situation where it could have been on the doctor or it could have been something natural because that happens. Like sometimes it, it could be something the doctor did or it might just be um, a, a freak incident. And if you're giving... You know, I feel like the doctor is going to get the benefit of the doubt in that case. But now if there is doubt because of these videos cropping up, are you going to have to prove that she was at fault? I just don't know how what the breadth of evidence is for malpractice suits. Well, if. To me, this if, bad. if your doctor was <laughs> if your doctor was standing still and wasn't moving and you had a video of him doing that and you had the same infection or the same uh problems that you have for this doctor i don't think it should matter i think you should sue based on the issue that you have you know what i'm saying like that's why i need to know is again, the dancing you, a part of if, the issue if you like this doctor and you felt like okay it must you know she wouldn't do you know i've worked with her all this time she wouldn't do this if you were ba simply giving it to her based on benefit of the doubt and now you have doubt because this video came out like you may not have sued because you felt like, I mean, it obviously it wasn't nothing she did. But now you got questions about whether or not it was because she danced when she do her fucking. That's why it's important to know whether the the dances that are on there are connected to people. Like, I'm they not going to. They wouldn't be, though. Like, she well, would be I'm dumb not going to assume <laughs> that she danced 100% of the time every surgery that she do. Why not? Why would you? Why wouldn't she? If that's what she does, if that's her process for doing these surgeries and helping go by. Ass days. Maybe she had dancing Fridays. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like I, I just do not. 
I don't know. I do not see a doctor that's dancing hundred percent of the time. I don't see. I didn't even. Why would you post it on YouTube? Is my like. I wouldn't expect a doc. I would expect a doctor to know that this looks bad for you to be dancing during surgeries and putting it on YouTube to get monetized to make money off of. That is the problem. I wouldn't think anybody would do that anyway. Well, uh, a this doctor, is one, two, three, four, five. I assume a doctor that did that wasn't assuming that they would be monetized. I don't assume that they would think that they would get that level of money out of it. It's a doctor dancing during a surgery. People watch surgery videos on YouTube. And yeah, then one and with a lot of them don't dancing. have no views. A lot of them don't have no views to be monetized. But it's going to bring in more people, I feel like, because she is dancing. <laughs> and she's doing a Well, that might not be her intention behind that. She is a surgeon. Do you, she do you make prove, loot. How do you prove intent? She might just like, she might be a narcissist. Maybe she wants everybody to see her dancing. She's know, you so, got to ask them people how they prove that, but that, that's cert, the thing. that dancing has something to but do. But that's what I'm saying. I don't think that the level of, of proof for a malpractice suit, I don't know what, I don't think that it's as large as you're thinking that it is. Then, then if that's the case, then it sounds like the measure is the benefit of the doubt that that patient would be giving their doctor that they shouldn't have if they still have a problem after a surgery. You know, like, if they didn't see videos of their doctor dancing, they should still go for a malpractice lawsuit if it's something wrong with them. That's why doctors have that money. I just, I don't see, if something wrong with you, I don't see why you would give a doctor the benefit of the doubt because what if they they're explained cool. It? Well, no, what if they explained it to you and said, well, this is what happened they gave you a really good explanation as to what happened. Then either that's the truth or the lie. That's what mediation would determine. But mediation. that's what I'm saying. I get like so. You see, I know what you're saying. You you're saying that it ain't that big of a deal because they likely gonna win money anyway, regardless. Because I don't think the breadth of evidence for malpractice, especially with. Did you watch these videos? Yeah, I seen some of them. <laughs> some of them like. <laughs> it she she should not have been doing this. Like I would not be comfortable with my doctor. Even if I came out all right, I would feel like I just looked up, bitch. Like you you could have slight. Like I'm not comfortable with my doctor dancing. Like I'm open on the table. Like listen, bitch, this is serious. Listen, if this is the only doctor, if this is the only surgeon in the world dancing, then we need some explanations for all the people that's getting fucked up with their doctor standing still. Like, and I'm saying that to say. I don't care. I just want to wake up with no, no problems. I care. If I wake up with no problem, look, all I care about, if my do if my doctor, what if the doctor and you did research on him had a a ninety five percent success rate oh, after dancing? I don't care. You <laughs> no. So you just like them other people. The problem is the aesthetic. It's not about the results. It's not about the quality of service. It's about the fact that you saw the doctor doing something that you don't like them doing. It's not and now that's going to equate the problems for you. It, it's not appropriate for the doctor to be doing it. You as a therapist know that you can get sued at any time for how you say something or the perception of the client or how they feel about it. This is not any different to me. If, if I took my child in to get a surgery and I later went on fucking YouTube and I see this doctor with my child open up on the table dancing around and Millie rocking and shit i'm gonna have a i don't care if my kid is fine my problem is gonna be you could have fucked up all kind of shit dancing around like this is a serious matter you are a surgeon you are saving a life you are doing something that requires 
what I would hope is good concentration, and you ain't here jugging. I'm gonna have a problem with that. I would but definitely have a problem. That's the reason with they that. allow surgeons to even have music in the operating room because that music brings you okay. a level of confidence. But you it don't helps. have to fucking dance to listen to the music. They listen. can listen. She can play that music and do her fucking job and not be in there jugging and, and having fake microphones with shit. She was dancing all around that goddamn room. Listen. No. I'm going to tell you this. No. And, and we can just not agree on this point. Mm-mm. If my doctor... <laughs> I don't give a fuck what Nancy do. I don't give if he just fucking shooting out here. I don't give a fuck if he milli slicing. I don't care what he is doing. If it improves their self-confidence, if it improves their mood, if their success rates are high enough, and statistically, whatever they doing, they do it well, I'm not giving a fuck. So regardless of what your process is, so you're saying, because you're a therapist, and so you work under the under the same kind of guidelines where you can get a malpractice suit. If your your process for helping your client was a way that you felt like helped you be confident, but the client had a problem with it, you it should be still okay for you to do it because that's your process. If they came in with a hundred percent anxiety and left with zero percent anxiety <laughs> after that process. Then, but what if it was? I deemed, just take whatever came along with it, but that shit was effective. Okay, well then she finna take what comes along with her dancing the way but that she was. That, but in the in the context you using, we're talking about they like it has to be connected to that thing. It has to be connected to why they fucked no, up. You said even if they even if they anxiety went down, but it was deemed that it was unethical for you to do that thing or that it wasn't appropriate for you to do that thing. You can't because that would be like this is an extreme example. But that's like saying I improved my client's self-esteem through us dating. It worked. The result is fine. The way you got there was fucked up, though. Like the ends don't Look, justify the ain't means. Nothing. <laughs> I can't date nobody to five years after I, I uh, I've, they've been my client. I know, but if you two years in Alabama, I but know. but I bet ain't no guideline that say you can't milly rock in the <laughs> operating room in they ethical code. It they fucking code is first do no harm, and if she ain't doing no harm because of her dancing, then fine. If it shows that a hundred percent of the times that she dance, she fucking people's lives up. Hell no, she don't need to dance. But I'd rather have in the context of dancing and inappropriate effective surgeon than an appropriate ineffective surgeon that's what i would rather have that's what i'd rather have if you could look objectively at the people and their success rates on a whole scale and one of them just fucking dancing and milly rocking and shit and but they the most effective one i'll take them i will take them i don't give a fuck i'm just trying to live i'm trying to wake up and i want the most effective person if the boring Joe Schmo ass surgeon is the one that's effective, I'll take him. I don't care what they doing. No. Because if that was the case, all doctors would be dancing around in the No, the, they wouldn't. Why not? Because we would have record and videos and nurse testimony of how much they doctors be dancing around. They, they don't do that. That is this well, is an isolated situation. Exactly though. I don't understand why you can't see that this is not. It's a problem because this is you trying to make this seem like it's just a regular thing, a regular occurrence. Listening to music during a surgery is absolutely a regular occurrence. The problem is not the music. It's the fact that she was dancing and dancing hard. Not like not like moving her shoulders a little bit. She was full 
hard dancing. She had a, uh, I don't know what that instrument she had in her hand for at, at one point where she was like using it as a microphone dancing around. Like, this was not just her listening to music to help her focus. This is her being inappropriate while somebody was opened up on the table. You got a, a person hooked up to machines with they, they chest sliced open. You dancing around. It's just not, no. <laughs> it's not okay. And I guarantee you she going to have to pay them. Them They're going to get, I, I would be curious to see how this ends. Are you saying they would have to pay if they just went and said, hey, my surgery turned out bad, regardless of whether they danced or not. So it don't make a difference. Well, I, she she's going to have to prove that in the ones who, who did have something, that it wasn't because of her dancing. That's why I'm saying if there is not video or is not evidence of the ones that her dancing connected to the people who are fucked up, then insurance. Why delete ins- the video? Like she, as soon as this came out, she went and deleted all the videos. So none of these videos exist anymore because she deleted them. She deleted evidence in the malpractice suit against her. Why delete the video? If her dancing did nothing that had nothing to do with the people that had any problems, she could have left the videos up. Because according to you, she ain't doing nothing wrong. According to you, this is completely fine for her I to be dancing. I ain't saying she ain't doing nothing wrong. <laughs> I'm saying that if it turns out that her dancing is not connected to her messing people up, it don't make a difference. So why delete the video? She could have just left them up. Because that looked even more guilty, the fact that you went hey, and deleted it. I'm not even acting like it ain't a good look. <laughs> I ain't acting like it's a good... It's a horrible look. It's going to be a horrible look to your chief of, chief of medicine yeah. or chief of surgery, whatever that's called. Yeah. It's going to be a, a, a problem to your board over your hospital. It's not a good look to anybody. So the problem is that... It could cause her problems in a whole bunch of places. But I assume that a malpractice board who is going to need evidence of why these people believe that them video dances is connected to her, they they issues, if that's the reason, then they're going to need to prove that. If their reason is, I don't believe my doctor was... uh, was uh competent enough to perform my surgery and this is why i'm like this that's where the ease comes in at of getting that malpractice suit i believe if they come in there saying well she was dancing that's why and a video because maybe every surgery is recorded somehow you know what i'm saying maybe in some of those surgeries she wasn't dancing they automatically gonna lose if you connecting it to her dancing Mm -hmm. you got to have proof that the dancing is a problem if that's the issue that you're raising with the situation but with her deleted, so the video unless it might, maybe the hospital ordered her to delete the video. It's so many reasons why she could have deleted those videos. I mean, she represented the hospital. You know what I'm saying? She, it's so many different systems at play when it comes to that. But so is she being sued or is the hospital being sued? Because if the hospital ain't being sued, deleting the videos ain't gonna do shit for them. Because they're not the malpractice suit. I think is against her individually. Well, they will start off with a mal. How it normally happens is they start off with a malpractice suit to the doctor, and if they that don't work, then they'll go for the hospital for negligence. How is she gonna prove like that, that videos don't exist of her dancing or that she wasn't dancing during those particular things when? She's the one, because unless the hospital does, in fact, record all of the things, she just may not be handing it over. Or she may have deleted all the ones that are. Well, we need almost every surgery have a camera there. You know what I'm saying? Like, they record every surgery. They they record every surgery that happens. Now, I don't know if there's a wide span camera yeah, I don't, I, I don't that know recovers if everything that's yeah. going on. You know what I'm saying? But I feel like. 
I, I feel, feel like, like most of the time it's the seat for them to go back and yes, review. Yes, but I feel and, like there'd be a lot of shaking. I feel like there'd be a lot of audible, you know, what's going on in the background. I feel like they would be able to prove if your surgery and the the issues that came along with it had something to do with that doctor. Or if they if they gonna look at it and say, I'm sorry, I mean the doctor did everything appropriate as it pertained to cutting your body, as it pertained to ordering the nurses around, as it pertained to sewing you back up, as it pertained to everything. She did everything correct. This may be why your issue is happening, but it ain't because she was dancing. We'll see. I feel like they be able to, but I do feel like all these people going to get paid. Yes. I feel like it's that bad of a look. <laughs> but like I said, at the end of the day, if I'm putting my hands in the life of somebody, I would rather it be somebody that is effective, not somebody that is just appropriate and effectiveness is, is why, possible. Why you can't have both of those things? Why you acting like it's got to be one or the other? You Why can't I have somebody that's effective and ain't going to have to dance or jug while they cut me open? Like, I, I I feel like I should be able to have both of those things. Man. I shouldn't have to sacrifice I my would, comfortableness with you dancing for your effectiveness as a doctor. I should be able to man, have somebody that is appropriate. If dancing is the only, if the dancing is the only aesthetic, that's the problem. Like, if you could see anxiety, if it was a physical manifestation of anxiety with your doctor, you wouldn't want that doctor either. If it was a physical manifestation of depression with your doctor, you wouldn't want that doctor either. If you could see your doctor's history and they got a murder charge uh, from when they was a teenager, you wouldn't want that doctor either. Well, no. Just because we can see this doctor dancing, we want to use that as the measure. A murder charge when he did he kill a patient? I don't care nothing about that. Doesn't have anything well, directly somebody, to do. Well, for somebody, <laughs> for somebody, there's a whole bunch of subjective measures that they will look at something the person done and like say, "This oh. is subjective. This is you physically dancing over my open body. <laughs> like this is really real life, real time happening. You're dancing around with a scalpel. On in your one hand. of the videos I saw, on one of the videos, the person on a comment one concerned about shit. That they did, except they touched their face with the glove on. That was a problem. The fuck does that mean? You got you, you got to be completely sterilized. That's why you, they hold their hands up like this. Mm-hmm. And when they pull the gloves down, they can't touch shit that has not been sterilized. And your face ain't generally sterilized. She touched her face with one of the gloves on. But that's not. But but at that point, we didn't even know if she had finished the surgery or what was going on in that situation. I still that's finicky. I don't feel like somebody dancing a jug over your open body is as finicky as you touched your finger no, on my face. No, it is. It is. How? Because an infection from something like touching your face is much more likely to cause from touching your face an infection. Then somebody a, missing or skipping or tripping because they dancing around with all of this shit on the ground with well, a scalpel in their Ain't no evidence that that's ever happened. There is no evidence that this, this ever the happened. the first time this has been an issue where somebody has been in the news I for dancing around. You, if a doctor was dancing and slipped and stabbed a patient, <laughs> we would have known about that shit now or I'm that doctor wouldn't shit. be having surgeries. Now I'm gonna what I'm saying shit. is, what I'm saying <laughs> is, if this doctor was only dancing around people and it didn't cause an issue with, uh, with sterilization or any issues itself from dancing, I don't I mean I don't know maybe stirring up fucking bacteria in the in the air would do that. But they move so much on the top of a body, I don't see that being a problem. If there were no overt problems from the dance. If surgery was not a very precise and exact thing, everybody would be able to be a surgeon. Surgeons everybody can't do that job. That is a job that requires a lot of focus. 
I'm just not comfortable with her dancing. I don't care about the music being played. She can play Kaya, Don't Trust No Niggas. I wouldn't really care about the song choice or none of that. But you dancing around while I'm cut open and you're supposed to be, you know, doing this very specific shit inside of my body. I'm not cool with that. I just feel like that that's a little much. That's a little much. Like, I'm, I understand you want to feel comfortable. But I want to know <laughs> that you're focused and that you're not going to trip and that there's not going to be some kind of freak-ass accident because shit happens. People get sold back up with sponges. That shit has happened before. Yeah, and, I, and if they would have danced, maybe it wouldn't have happened. Nigga, no. <laughs> <laughs> all I'm saying is no. dancing it don't mean shit. It it's bullshit that happen all the time with people who have surgery, and they are very It's the reason why Chris Brown is a singer and a dancer and not a motherfucking surgeon. <laughs> I mean, I, I, ain't saying, I ain't saying it's easy for everybody to be a surgeon. I'm saying that if you take five steps away from a body, do a dance she and step back up and be serious. Like that's what? what I'm telling you. Some of the videos she was she was right over the body dancing. She was right over doing My this. problem is if the dancing was a problem, it would have been a problem a long time ago. It is it the only reason, the only reason it's a problem for anybody because they saw YouTube videos of it. That's the only because reason. Because because people know about it. It wasn't an issue before because people didn't know about it, and they know about it because she put it out on YouTube. But the issue shouldn't be based on the fact that I saw some videos of this lady dancing. It should be based on what the fuck is wrong with you. It should be based on are there problems that you physically have now? Now, if there was people that's still recovering, trying to figure it out, and they see the videos, perfect, fine. So for me, I need to know her success rate. I need to know which ones of these was connected to dancing. I need to know how many of these people had their surgery five years for ago. You to say because you were not somebody that was impacted by potentially by her dancing. I don't give a fuck. You ain't been cut I, open. If I wake up and whatever the surgery I had, I was fine, and I see them dancing, I'm be like, oh shit, my doctor was cool as fuck. Look at them Millie rocking and slicing me open. No, I'm fine now. I'm not. I'm perfectly fine. It I'm ain't shit wrong with me. Up. That's all I care about like nope. that's the only thing I would be you concerned put me with at, I'm gonna feel like you put me at risk just because it worked out in my fucking favor doesn't make it okay just because I happen to survive you dancing over my open body doesn't make it okay I'm not gonna be satisfied with simply the fact that I happen to survive some shit that I feel like is inappropriate you say happen to survive like because they was dancing it was more likely that you would die yes! but that no no that has to be based <laughs> off of their success rate when they do their surgeries oh. that can't be subjective Believe that just because they dance, that's the problem. That's how when everybody that they deal with die, it's because they dance when people don't die. Like it got to be based off of the actual statistics behind their rate. No. It, it although otherwise it's just subjective and unfounded. That that it gotta be based off of that. It can't be just based off of the fact that they dance. Yeah, it wouldn't matter. You wouldn't even feel like it was a bad look. If the dancing ain't no issue, it wouldn't even... Why is it a bad look? Why is it a bad look then? Why did well, you say... it's a bad look because she black and she's in America. And I, she probably have plenty of shit. If my white doctor was dancing around over me to Sinatra and he was fucking foxtrotting, I'm going to still have a fucking problem. When with I it. say it's a bad look, it's a bad look <laughs> to her chief of surgery. It's a bad look to her hospital. It's a bad look to the board of directors over her hospital. It's going to be a bad but look. Why is it a bad look? If, she, if her success rate is good, why is her dancing a bad look? If it's based off of her not fucking nobody up, why does it matter if she dancing? She why might be the house look? of that fucking hospital. It ain't gonna make a difference if her success rate's high. 
They gonna say, hey, please don't dance. But just like House was doing in all them episodes, she still gonna dance and she still gonna make the hospital look good because she got high success rates. But why? But, okay, but you said it was a bad look. Why it is, is a, it a bad look? It is a bad look to those you. You can't understand why a, a doctor dancing would be a bad look and look like like it's a bad look because of what just happened. It's a bad look because they didn't have no malpractice suits before they saw this doctor dancing, and now they got a ton of malpractice suits after they've seen this doctor dancing because it's about the perception that the people have, not about to the people. It's not about the results. So to the doctors. Or to the boards and to everybody above her, it's going to be a bad look because this can continue to cause people to look at you and think that, you know, I can have a malpractice suit because my doctor was dancing or because my doctor dancing sometimes. That's why it's a bad look. Let me know in the comments if y'all would be okay with your doctor dancing over your open body while they were supposed to be doing a heart surgery or removing some part of your body that required them not to cut an artery or a vein in the wrong way. Let me know. Even if it was successful in the end, would you be okay? You're not going to find out until it's either successful or you fucked up. So, you know. But even if it was successful, I would still have a problem with it. I would still not be okay Well, what I'm saying is if I have a surgery and I have- You're like the ends justify the means in this situation. You're saying the ends justify the means. If at the end of this, you're healthy, then it's fine. What I'm saying is you can't control what your doctor do while you fucking in surgery. I bet and you can if she this body's malpractice. Suits. Well, if this if this the first that if this the first doctor that's gone down and gonna get her license taken away from her from dancing, is a whole bunch of other shit that doctors could do that are in that will you would deem inappropriate if you saw it on a video. You know I can only do something about it if I've seen it. I can't do shit about what I don't know about. But at the point that a doctor that's is what working I'm saying. on me. That's what I'm saying. You can't do nothing about what you don't know about. So if you come out of your surgery and you're fine, good. Don't give a fuck. Everything happened. If you come out of your surgery and you fucked up, you should sue because you're fucked up. Not because you saw a video now and... But again, what if the doctor gives you this explanation that sounds reasonable as to why? Because that you got the, the people that they're giving these explanations to when shit go wrong are not they're not medical people. And so if you come to me and you give me this very intelligent medical explanation as to what went wrong during the surgery and that it wasn't your fault. Everybody don't sue when that shit happens. Some people take, okay, the doctor said that this is what happened. But then if that same patient sees a video of you fucking dancing, now nah, I don't really believe what you said to me now. If I am disclosed on the risks of whatever surgery I'm having, mm-hmm. and I know what the risks are, mm-hmm. and one of the risks is not limping, and I come out of that bench <laughs> limping, I don't give a fuck what explanation he give me. Malpractice suit. I'm calling Alexander Shonara, and we get paid. That is a local, you know, lawyer that sue everybody. If you anywhere in Alabama, you know who the fuck that. He got billboards everywhere. Yeah, Huntsville. Everywhere I go, I see them fucking billboards. Children's Bird, little small cities. He so got. I don't give a. Da- and you know what? Even if something wrong with me that could have happened, I need to know that it was along normal procedure lines and not some bullshit that went down in in the damn room. You know what I'm saying? He came up with a twitch in the middle of the damn surgery. I'm going to sue for that, too. I don't give a damn. If you dancing and you don't fuck me up, I'm fine with you. If you fuck me up and you ain't dancing, I'm suing your ass. I'm suing you based off of what happened to me, how it came off for me. If I have a problem, I'm not giving no doctor the benefit of the doubt because they explain real good why I'm fucked up. 
But you know, again, you you tell me all the time that I take for granted how intelligent we are. I feel like you doing that right now. Everybody is not going to do that. Otherwise, you know how many lawsuits <laughs> would occur if every single person that, that came out of surgery with some shit that wasn't the way it was before they came doctors would be getting sued all the fucking time and they do get sued a lot but they are able to explain away some of these stuff for certain people and they accept it that that's what because the doctor said and it sounds right and it sounds believable and it seems like well maybe that is what happened everybody is not going to be like fuck that <laughs> this ain't this wasn't one of the things you said could happen like that ain't gonna be everybody well i hope Especially not some of these um, lower income people who on Medicaid and that's the only reason they was even able to get the fucking surgery. They ain't not intelligent enough where they're going to be going into. No. Them people going to say some fancy words to them and they're going to be like, all right, well. Well, I hope she got a high ass success rate when she be dancing. I hope so. And I hope that. I actually hope the people get paid because if they fucked up and they shouldn't be, then they need to be compensated. But it ain't because she was dancing. And if it was a problem, if the if it was a problem beforehand with them, they should have took that problem up. But like just seeing her dance, I just, I just don't like right now, I don't have causality. Right now I need causality. Like I, I could answer this question much better if it turns out that every time she danced, she have a problem with her um with her uh patients. I if, if she had a pretty low success rate generally and dancing don't help at all, I would understand. But like right now, I just don't see the direct correlation from dancing to the problems that these people are saying they have. There's some occupations that that I feel like you don't need to be fucking dancing. I don't want my dentist dancing either while he got a drill in my motherfucking mouth. Focus, nigga, please. Just focus. (laughs) Can we focus on the task at hand, please? Which is my mouth and this cavity that you or whatever like there's just certain shit i feel like you don't need to be dancing that's like if i <laughs> that's like next week if every client that came in my office i just was like <laughs> just they like no keep talking i'm listening <laughs> like there's just certain shit you shouldn't be dancing like certain things you just need to be focused and and, and doing what you need to do and dancing is just not one of those things that that is appropriate and i feel like surgery is one of those things well, I mean, the difference in that is that the person can see you and they see what you're doing and you're supposed to be listening. And but I am listening. I can listen and dance. Why well, I can't listen and dance? I, it ain't going to look like you It ain't gonna look like you are. It's not going to look like you focused on, on what you're doing to my body when you're dancing. But either. if you ain't nothing wrong with you, then I was focused enough to do what I needed to and do with I your body. And if I can repeat back what you said and I can still assist you, then obviously I was paying attention while I was dancing, but it's still gonna be a fucking problem if no, I do no, that. No, no, no. What I'm saying, what I'm saying is, what that person in front of you would experience is what those people experienced after they saw those YouTube videos. Mm-hmm. They experienced the same psychological aesthetic of you not being able to perform those things. But in one case, with you and counseling, there will be no evidence that you could perform those things and be effective. In surgery, there is physical evidence that i successfully completed your surgery and you don't what have any issues wrong with you that didn't bother that didn't really care about me dancing and i was dancing and was able to help them i would have proof that this helped but some people are not gonna be cool with me dancing while they talking that's just what it's gonna be i just don't think these two situations are, why? are similar why not okay 
some of my teenagers I could probably get away with dancing. <laughs> they, probably, they probably think it was odd, but I might be able to get away with dancing. Because with counseling, <laughs> like, like there is no concrete way of knowing that a person is physically or psychologically better to a measurable extent. You can All measure of our goals that. Goals are supposed to be measurable. So, by the, the thing that it would be measurable was whether or not we accomplished the goals. It's set subjective forth in the versus objective. How is that when objective? you can put a person that had a surgery under a machine that shows their healing, that shows that the problem that they have is not there anymore, that's objective. You and me can look at a report that says shit that was wrong, shit that is now fixed, done. Don't matter what dancing was going on with counseling, the goals are so much more subjective on the client's report and the client's experience. Still supposed to be measurable. They are not the same level of measurable They're not as, the same as, level uh, of measurable as medicine. But they're measurable because the same argument could be had for somebody that gets, sues you over you not helping them. But you are going to, we accomplish these goals. That is exactly what you would say if somebody sued you and said that you were not helpful or they feel like you, um, by them coming to you that they were worse that they were worse off the thing that you would go to would be the goals that we have that we were measurable that they signed off on and said it was but better you and i both know that counseling is not an objective measure it's not an objective measure it doesn't matter it's a subjective far, measure as far on your as part a lawsuit is concerned i'm talking about how this would go in court because you could be you could get a malpractice suit doing counseling so in a court of law where you had to to defend your whatever it is that this person is saying that you didn't do or how you didn't help them or that they were worse off, what would you have other than the, the goals that were set forth to, to go on? Because that's the only measurable thing that you have, regardless of if it's not as measurable as somebody that's having a surgery done. But if we were able to accomplish those goals despite the fact that I was dancing and there's nothing in our ethic code of ethics that said that we can't dance says that you can't do anything harmful to the client there is no way to know that your physical there is no way to know that your psychological anxiety is is completely healed versus your body being completely but it healed. wouldn't be a question of whether or not it was completely healed it would be a question of whether or not it was better as a therapist you're never your your goal is your goal that's why completely i'm saying healed? that's why i'm saying that the that these are not the same they these are not equal systems because even the way that it is interpreted has to be subjective on being better I'm talking about with medicine, you can physically be absolutely healed. But you can still be sued in counseling and you would still have to fight that suit with evidence, regardless of if the evidence is different. Of course, the evidence is going to be different because the suit would be different. So it doesn't you don't have to reach the same level as a, a medical lawsuit. You do have to reach a certain level as far as this particular lawsuit is concerned. All you have to do is show that you were seeking to accomplish what you was out to accomplish with counseling. Okay. And that's enough. All right. Exactly. It's not based on the person's level of being better. It's just based on whether you were delivering what the goals say you were supposed to deliver. But what if they're saying that you, because of the dancing, you were they were not able to get what it was that you were trying to, the the measurableness of these goals were not met because I couldn't get it because you were dancing. Then time. it's your word versus their word. It's your word versus their word. It's you saying I completed these goals versus they saying them saying these goals were not completed. That is different than a doctor saying I completed my goals of cutting you open 
<laughs> fixing you and healing you, you can't say no, you didn't. Because a machine and other professionals will say no. Your your scars are healed. Uh your appendix that burst was sutured back together. Uh the uh issues that you were having with your diet and weight and things fluctuating has been regulated now. Like we know that this doctor met every objective. You can't debate that. That's what I'm saying. But you one, can debate all that of, in all of the ones that counseling. Are, but these are people that have had something wrong with them that are having these suits. So these are not people that were successfully helped. The I, okay, but but if the whole dialogue is about that being connected to the dancing, that needs to be the case. That got to be the case. That is the case. The malpractice suits are being brought up because of the dancing. Yes, but these people who are bringing it up don't know that they are the ones that were on those videos. That's what I'm telling you. That's why I need to know. The people on the if everybody on those videos, if she posted 100 videos, if everybody in every one of them 100 videos had shit wrong with them, it didn't have nothing to do with the dancing. Okay, so, but what if the video, the only videos that aren't posted are the ones, like, she got videos of all the surgeries except for these people that got fucked up. There's no video evidence. That's what I'm saying. That's why I need but to know. But the absence of evidence. That's why I need to know <laughs> if the success rates of her, if the success and failure rates of her dancing matches the success rates of somebody and failure rates of somebody who don't dance, the dancing don't ma matter. It don't have no causality towards those rates. I don't think that they're going to go that in-depth into it. I just don't believe that. I think that the level of evidence that you feel like these people are going to have to supply for this malpractice to go through is never going to... I don't think that that's how that's going to go. I think it depends on how they bring the suit about, personally. I think if they come to the doctors and say, hey, uh, this happened because we the, my doctor was dancing, if they prove that the dancing don't have shit to do with shit, they're not paying that money. That's what the insurance company going to do. I think if they come to the table and say, look, this is what's wrong with me. I think my doctor may have messed up. Then they're going to go through the traditional measures of whether she was dancing or not, seeing if the surgery actually went well and if all protocols. And you don't fine. think that the dancing is not going to have any kind of, they're not going to have a look at this, into that at all. I think it is possible for dancing to not impact her outcome. I think it's possible for dancing to not impact her sure outcome. Sure, it's possible, but it, it still leaves her open for a liability of it to impact it by her not focusing and her not doing her job the way that no, she's supposed to no, do. No, no, you. Those two things can't exist. Her dancing can't. If her dancing is not connected at all to her outcome, then it can't have anything to do with the failures that she has. What? If the dancing has nothing to do with her outcome, you said that it's possible. When I said that, it's possible that her outcomes have nothing to do with her dancing. Mm -hmm. If that's true, then her there none of her failures can have anything to do with her her dancing. I still don't understand. What I'm what I'm positing is that upon seeing the numbers and the things about her, if her rates are similar to other people. Okay. other surgeons mm -hmm. who don't dance and she dance all the time for every surgery if her rates are still the same in the context of what's average for surgeons that means her dancing don't got shit to do with shit oh what how do you not know that her averages wouldn't be better if she wasn't dancing i don't think that's the measure that you can use it could be but it's no worse and because it's no worse you can't 
assume that the dancing is the reason for the failures. Them people gonna get paid. I just don't think. Again, Man, I need listen, to look at what the I, burden of evidence is for a malpractice suit. I do not think it's at the level that you think and, it is. And, 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 and listen, I really I'm not don't. saying. <laughs> And, You're and no giving point, this like murder level well, listen, of evidence. At no point have <laughs> I said either that it's okay for my doctor to dance. You said you wouldn't mind it. Long as you was okay at the exactly. end of it. Exactly. I would not mind it if they were effective and if I was okay. And you said I'm you'd rather go to that person if they if you felt like they had better if outcomes. on paper if on paper they had better outcomes, I don't give a fuck what they do while I'm out. Okay. I don't care if a doctor got a superstition. What if all of the things that were attributed to the the negative outcomes, they they were able to say that it wasn't the doctor, and so it's not an accurate depiction of what their actual ratio is. Say that again. If if they were able to attribute all of the negative outcomes to something unrelated to the doctor, then their ratio wouldn't accurately depict what it is. Like, but if, it would indicate that they nothing got nothing to do with the dancing. As far as you know. Yeah, as far as I know, it would indicate it ain't got nothing to do with the dancing. Okay. So you don't care if your doctor dances. Doesn't matter to you. I matter I what matters to me is if I'm fine. If her if her if she the dancing doctor and her rates are lower than everybody else, I don't want that doctor. But if a doctor that dances rates are higher, I want that doctor versus the one who just rates are just low. But you're acting like you got to have either one or the other. You got to have somebody that is doing this bullshit with high rates or somebody that's not doing the bullshit, but they have low rates. There are plenty of doctors, I'm sure, that have good rates and don't dance. I don't know why it's got to be one or the other. Like, I don't have to have a doctor that dances to have a doctor that does well, what the fuck I mean, they're I'm doing. I'm saying that to draw contrast. I'm saying that to draw contrast between the the doctor that is inappropriate, like clearly everybody want a good doctor that don't dance. But yes. if your options are a doctor that dance with higher rates and a doctor that don't with lower rates, you know, I feel like you would, would be go, silly. Okay. I feel like you would be silly to not have that doctor just because you know they dance in the operating room. I feel like that. I feel like you would be silly. I, no. feel, I just feel like that'll be silly. Because I don't want to be the first person that gets fucked up because of they dancing. Like, I'm not going to sit up here and act like it's impossible for some bullshit to go wrong because you jugging around where it's wires and all. Like, I'm not going to be the first person. Like, just because it hadn't happened before, I'm not going to be number one. I'm not going to be the first person that you trip and cut some shit because you was dancing. I'm not going to take the risk of being the first person. Just because it hasn't happened does not mean that it isn't possible for it to happen. And I feel like it's more likely for it to happen if you dancing around. Operating rooms are not these rooms that don't. They got shit all around them. They got a table with knives. I'm not going to take the risk of being the first person. Just because you lucked up or whatever the case has been up until this point, I'm not going to be the first person. Look, man, it's a and lot with my of luck, shit. It's a lot of shit. You don't want to be the first person for it. you. Don't want to exactly. be. You don't want to be the first person for this doctor who been clean cutting appropriate his whole career to have fucking ticks and shit while he doing surgery on you. Like, my, I mean, it's just the aesthetic that creates the problem for the people. I did. I mean, I need. That's and, something that I can. I, uh, an unknown tick. Nothing I can do about that. A known dancing motherfucker, I can decide not to take that risk. An unknown risk, I can't do shit about. Like, if he develop a tick right as he's cutting me open, that was some unknown shit that I couldn't do. A motherfucker that's known to dance, that is a risk that I know that I'm taking. Like, yeah, they hadn't before, but might trip. Might 
get too involved in it might get distracted. a lot of shit can happen from you dancing that is something that i can choose to not deal with I, as much of, of <laughs> fucked up shit that i can avoid i'm gonna do that so yeah unknown ailments that a doctor may have of course i can't do anything about that but a dancing motherfucker i can decide not to take the risk of you fucking up this time and me being the first patient that has had something happen to them because you were dancing when you were doing something as serious as a surgery because you see surgery rooms. It's so many things that could go wrong with them dancing over you. They could hit the light. <laughs> they could bump into the nurse standing. Like, it's so much shit that could go wrong. I'm not going to take that risk. I just am not. It's not worth it to me. Because even if you have a good statistic, it only take one person to fuck that up. And with my luck, I would be that person. And I would have to be like, well, she had been dancing before. Like, you knew that she was dancing. Yeah, but she had done it before and it was fine. So I figured I would be fine too. No, no. And I also wouldn't take my child to somebody. If I if I had to pick a surgeon for my child and I had a choice, I would not choose a doctor that dances during surgeries when I'm already worried as a parent about my child. I'm not gonna pick that's just an un it's a stupid risk. It's an unnecessary risk. And I'm not gonna put my child at risk because you got a good uh, ratio with your dancing. No. Not gonna do it. It's unnecessary risk, and it's too so much stuff that you don't have no control over. That I'm, I'm the things I can control. I'm a, when I when some shit happens to me, it's gonna be because I know I did everything I, on my part for for the shit not happening. If it happens, it happens. I can't do shit about that. And I guess that's the difference between you and me in this instance is I measure risk by how likely it is to cause me harm. Uh, it is possible that when I go outside, any one of the cars in the parking lot can explode. Yep. You know, it's very possible. You know, but the way I base whether I run to my car and try to keep away from other cars is how frequently that happens. And in the case of any doctor that I do anything with, the way I have to measure risk is how many times that they, through negligent behavior, have fucked up people. And if what, with whatever they do, if they don't have a history or record of fucking up people through negligence, then... That's how risk is measured for me. It ain't the possibility of what they do being risky behavior and what mistakes could happen from that. I think risky behavior matters. Risk For me, risky behavior matters. Even, again, even though you were lucky or you've been able to avoid that happening in the past, you're taking unnecessary risk in the surgery, uh, in the operating room. So I'm not going to choose that person. I think it can make some people more comfortable. But... We How gotta end make this dialogue. You comfortable? <laughs> You're no, unconscious. Not me, the person who's doing it. Again, I understand music making you more comfortable. I just the dancing. I'm sure med schools all over the country are not teaching people how to do surgery while dancing. I just don't believe that. I believe that you learn how to do surgery while you're fucking stationary. I guess we'll see. I guess hopefully we'll people will respond to this dialogue. But we like way too deep in this episode. <laughs> so we got to end it. Oh, nigga. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, so until we come to the next conversation. We out. Holla. Holla.